following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Love our blind listeners as well. We do. That's why we're that's why we're an audio um, <laughs> podcast. So equal opportunity. We're not just video. You know, we're just so if you're blind out there, just remember we love you. We love yep. you. Everybody, we're back crafting and drafting your one-stop shop for craft beer sometimes and always drafting silly topics. I am one of your three hosts for the day, Ryan Finch, alongside me in studio today. Yeah, it's been a while since I've been here. Yeah. I figured stop you're, out. You're in the home base. Yes. How's it feel? Yeah, it feels good to be back. Yeah. It's a little, Alex. A little refreshing. Yeah. We'll get to the refreshing beverages you brought soon. Oh, yeah. Yes, very much. Uh, and then, of course, all the way up in the North Towns, my good buddy, who I did just get to see in person this week, which was awesome. Felt really good. It was like a nice sunny day to freshen the soul when I got to see Matt Johnson in the flesh. It was nice because I think the last time I seen you, um, I was lost. I know. Y- yeah, I didn't want you said it, not I. I know. I, I just I um, ripped it off like a bandaid. You see how quick I got. I just I, I just wanted to make sure. Um, yeah, which was wild because I think that's the longest I've gone without seeing you in person in quite some time. So, um, yes, I am here. I am present and I am excited for today's draft. We uh, reached out to one superstar. And we thought that was going to be enough. And then I realized if I didn't open up to one of my good buddies who I've gotten to know quite a bit over these last few months, actually coming up on a year uh, of doing the show together. But uh, I brought in my buddy from the Autotune podcast that records of Alex and I, David Jarka. Hello, everybody. Dude, I would have felt I messaged Johnny immediately when I thought of the topic. And then about two days later, I was like. Wait, I gotta, I gotta ask Jarka about this. I'm <laughs> glad you're able to join us. Two, two days, took you two days. Well, yeah, I kind of like, I thought of it like at, at night, so maybe like a day and a half. Mm. Yeah, you know, you don't text someone at ten o'clock at night if they want to be on a podcast. That's obnoxious. <laughs> it's kind of normal. Oh, it is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the unspoken rules of podcasting. Um. Matt, seeing as you're the only person in this room right now that I know has laced it up and actually gone to war in a ring, um, while Jarka has spent, obviously, enough hours in the ring, what are we drafting, if you can't already tell? Before you do that, I would like to be introduced. (laughs) I was going to say, I was going to introduce Johnny for us. Two, two weeks, two episodes in a row. I was going to try and go for two in a row, guys. 
Remember when I made him wait like 20 minutes to be introduced on the last one? And no longer. <laughs> Isn't it the running gag? Is it the running gag now? We just don't introduce Johnny and then he just shows up in the draft. That's yeah, that's also my dating life, oddly enough. <laughs> the superstar I was implying referring to, obviously, is the one and only Johnny Townsend wearing the uh, I, excuse me, pro wrestler not superstar and if you make that mistake again i'm going to send you to the nearest medical facility but why can't you be friend (laughs) yeah why can't you be both because i'm a pro wrestler through and through okay every pro wrestler has a good backstory like matt what was yours yeah matt please embellish it (laughs) i didn't really have one i didn't have a backstory I just oh, I went from a high school at wrestler gimmick, and then I all of a sudden showed up one day, and I had uh, a bomber jacket and aviators. So you're it a happened. World War II vet, <laughs> Korea. All right, brother. Oh, Korea, Korea. vet. It, you're Korea get it, vet. Get it fucking straight. You're a jet fighter. <laughs> yes, JJ yeah. the jet plane over here. At one time. And then, oh, I, that was one time I was a terrorist. I was a terrorist oh. for a little bit. Jerk remembers the terrorist, man. <laughs> oh. You slaughtered? <laughs> you turned? Oh, yeah. It was bad. It was really bad. Everybody never, called me I, a, tr- a trader. They, when they messaged oh, me on Facebook, Joe. they called me trader. They didn't know how to spell traitor. They, yeah, spelled, Joe's, they called yeah. me trader. That's why I always thought Trader Joe's was against me. <laughs> I, I, I never witnessed it in person, so but I, no. I, remember, I do remember it. I wish nobody had to witness that in person. I should have known that once that was that occurred, that was the beginning of the end um, for Matt Milan in two CW. I should have oh, known. Man. Should just ripped what? off the. Yeah, you should have gave your last name a better. Well, actually, Mulan's a really good Disney movie, but it's an odd choice for your Not last Mulan. name. Mulan, Jesus. Like oh, Milan, Italy. I was going to say, be Matt Lion King. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Wall E. <laughs> but then some people say it was Matt Millen. I used to say Millen. Yep. I people used to actually go out of the way to call me Mulan. So that was fun too. That means you're over, man. No, these guys in the back. I trust me. I was not over with them at all. <laughs> at all. So much heat. But just Never- so the audience knows, one of my favorite things to do. Uh, since Matt and I have known each other a while now, is to bring up a wrestler that I like and have him just destroy my thoughts of that wrestler because he's actually met them. <laughs> yeah, that honestly, <laughs> yeah, oh, they're bad. Biggest, yeah, biggest, I've had my heart broken yeah. many a time by by wrestling legends. I, I have heard a few. the The biggest piece of shit was CM Punk or no? Or, he told me to fuck off, but I didn't hate bad. it. No, Jake the Snake was pretty bad. He's pretty bad. I feel like Punk. That's I feel like him doing that is sort of on brand. <laughs> right. I was like, oh, cool. He told me to fuck off. Like, great. <laughs> <laughs> like, he did it. Like, Jake the Snake Roberts threw a, a beer can at my head twice. So it was empty, but it was in principle that he did it. So at least, I, you know, Punk was nice and just verbally told me to go fuck myself. So <laughs> I. I- I don't know these backstories. <laughs> oh, you really don't. I yeah. It, there's that was when I did extra work. I stood up to. I was really excited to to meet him, and uh, he's like, "Yeah, I'm eating. Fuck off." <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Wow, I'm really glad I bought your DVD." 
<laughs> and all of your merchandise for the last year and a half. <laughs> Guessing he's super high on Matt's list here for tonight. Oh, you should have yeah. just talked about Pepsi or something. I think he likes likes them, judging by tattoos. <laughs> it's, like, it's like the weirdest tattoo just randomly on a person. <laughs> this Very giant strange. Pepsi symbol. <laughs> it is, isn't it? Well, yeah. Yeah, I met a lot. We don't have time for that. We got, a lot, of, we got a lot of drafting and stuff to do today, which I'm excited for. We're doing the wrestler draft. Obviously, if you clicked on this episode and um, have some sort of vision, you know, you can see you're not blind. Um, you've seen that this is the wrestler draft. Well, we, which we love our blind listeners as well. We do. That's why we're <laughs> that's why we're an audio um <laughs> podcast so equal opportunity we're not just video you know we're just so if you're blind out there just remember we love you we love yep. you just as much as those who can see what if you're blind in one eye we only kind of love you oh <laughs> oh my god i'm going blind in one eye so i guess i'm throwing myself that are you gonna wear a monocle just as much as those who can see what if you're blind in one eye we only kind of love you oh <laughs> oh my god! I'm going blind in one eye, so I guess I'm throwing myself that. Are you gonna wear a monocle? Oh, that would be sweet. <laughs> <laughs> That's a wrestling character getting started right there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> CM Punk versus the Monopoly guy, although he never wore a monocle. I, I know from from Ace Ventura Pet Detective. <laughs> I remember that nature calls Mandela effect. Yeah, it is. Good one. Um, while I randomize here, why don't you uh, tell the fine folks what we're drinking? Because, uh, oh, yeah. You brought something. I brought some goodies from Six Point. A pineapple resin hazy diaper with pineapple, 9.1%. Very, very good. Kind of sneaky. Sneaky good. Sneaky good. Or sneaky alcohol. Sneaky alcohol, sneaky good. <laughs> the best kind of alcohol is sneaky. Well, yes, it, it is a delicious beer. Thank mm-hmm. you, Alex, for bringing it in. You it, are it, welcome. It has a nice fruity taste to it. Uh, kind of a warm day, so it's nice to have a fruitier beer to drink. So I, I randomized without showing Alex this time, but he trusts me and everyone else does. So here comes the draft order. Congratulations, your first time appearance, and you get the first overall pick, Jerka. Congratulations. Ooh. Oh, oh. Matt, you have second. Alex, oh, heck third. Yeah. I am fourth. Johnny, I think you have the primo spot at five. Uh, better half. I swear to Hulk Hogan, if any of you take my number one draft pick, uh, we're going to the Hell in a Cell right away. Oh, I thought you were going to throw a blue shell at me. Oh, I could. <laughs> I'm wearing a Mario hat for the blind listeners out there. <laughs> <laughs> and for everyone listening that is also not getting to see this awesome sweet video that is true which I is may switch, i may switch for the next season to a video um media for this do we'll a little see. bit of both uh, you gotta pay me you gotta pay me double for those okay cool what's uh two times zero i'm bad at math it's gotta be at least a hundred right <laughs> all right you're you're <laughs> Brian learned Brian learned Close. money jokes from me because that's everybody's like, oh yeah, I, I, I want to get paid for two point. I was like, yeah, 
which I'll pay you double what I gave you before. <laughs> Get a raise. Congratulations. If I got paid for a podcast I did, I'd be a rich man. <laughs> yeah, you're telling me. Me and you, Matt, we'd be, we'd be uh, Scrooge McDuckin' it. <laughs> well, Johnny, uh, you do have a Patreon, so make sure you shout it out at the end. So, Oh, yeah, yeah. I always forget that. Pretty, I have... I do. That's right. That's my main source of uh, lunch. <laughs> <laughs> Once a month. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right. You got the draft order all written down? Everything is all set. Okay. Without further ado, Mr. Jarka, why don't you uh, lead us off here with the number one pick in the wrestler draft. That wrestler is? Yeah. Can be any wrestler, I, I just whatever what I want. Past or present, past or present, absolutely. And I can't think of a future one, anyways. <laughs> um, so we'll go number one. We'll go with The Rock. There you go. <laughs> Let's go with the biggest uh, star ever to come out of wrestling, and and we all know he's the you know he. He's probably like I would say top three in terms of draws of all time in terms of just wrestling on himself, and then he went into the movie industry, and he's the biggest action star in the world now. So I, I don't think anybody can touch him. No, I I agree, and he's definitely, if not the first, the second person I think of when I think of the Attitude Era. So yeah, oh yeah. And how good was it too, man? He disappeared for like eight years. As far as being an active wrestler, came back, won the heavyweight title, and every time he comes back, he's just he gets to, he's just in great shape, and just yeah, everybody a lot of people's favorite memories of the Attitude Era came from The Rock and just his ability to talk. So I, I number one pick easily. If he didn't get through the first round, I would have been very surprised. Oh my god, yeah. I mean, he's the I think. He, Maybe the only wrestler that, at least in modern era, that was able to transcend WWE. Yes, like he's bigger than what WWE is. Yeah, okay. like if, if it's gonna WWE needs to catch up to him in terms of like fame, I would say now nowadays. If you were to compare the two, and I, I, I mean, you could we could probably dig back into you know, the territory days and find other wrestlers like that. But in terms of like the modern era, I think it's easily, he's probably only one. I would dare say there's probably people now who, uh, when they're researching him, are like, Oh man, he wrestled. You know, like I didn't even know that. Probably is. Yeah. There's a adult generation of children that have an adult generation of children. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> Not wrong. An adult generation of adolescent children. Yes, I, yes. I, I'm also part of the adult generation of children where I'm just and like, senior citizens. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, great first pick. Definitely worthy. Yeah. Definitely worthy of being a first overall. I mean, he's no Mister Nanny, but I I get it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> suburban commando. Yeah, <laughs> oh, he's, with the he, he's the tooth fairy instead. So it's <laughs> only the walking, first time. <laughs> he's walking tall. That's <laughs> a great. I did. I did like that movie. I'm not going to lie. Walking Tall is pretty fun. That was pretty good. Yeah, Johnny Knoxville is awesome. But um, Matt, all right. I'm taking right now one of the greatest wrestlers of all time, Jay Leno. 
<laughs> I wrestled once. Did you see this? Did you hear about this? <laughs> Is that a real pick? Big ass blue moon mascot chin. Oh God, no! Uh, in all seriousness, uh, this pick may be slightly controversial because I'm sure people's minds are in a lot of other uh, uh, looking toward a lot of other people for first overall pick. But I'm going to take John Cena as my first my first round pick. Um, Don't I look at his one saw that coming. <laughs> <laughs> well played, my friend. Well played. Um, listen, Cena's run at the top was longer than Hogan's, uh, consecutively longer than Hogan's. His went from 05 to 13, I think, pretty consistently, maybe 2014. Um, and even still, just before that, he was a main, he was a main guy. Like a, a top name guy. Um, it was way longer than Stone Cold run on top, long longer, at least twice the length of Stone Cold and the Rocks, um, uh, run as like the top wrestlers, top sports entertainers. Um, and Cena carried the company through a very weird time. We lost a lot of those stars from the Attitude Era. And he you know, found a way to 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 you know, just just really connect, you know, with, with, with audiences. He, he ushered in the PG era, which brought a whole nother generation of kids, whether you love the, the PG era or not. Uh, Cena brought a whole nother new generation of kids into, into the world of pro wrestling. Um, my only issue with John is that he, and this is not no fault of his own, but oh, maybe, you know, but he lost that rapper gimmick that got him to the top. He kind of dropped it. Where a lot of guys like Hogan, Austin, The Rock, when they got to the top, they kind of kept remnants of who they were, what got them to their, to the dance. But I understand why Cena changed. Regardless, though, um, you know, still one of the best. His, you know, his hustle mentality was great. The, the, the all the make a wish. Stuff that he did on top of that, I did. I watched a video of him just signing like three thousand autographs, like in between bookings, just just signing, signing. Oh, need a new sharpie. Signing, signing. Crazy. You know, you've never really heard a bad thing about him and his character. So uh, John Cena is uh, easy choice for me. And a young Johnny bought his rap album, and it is actually pretty good. It's <laughs> I. It's much better than you would expect. I, I dressed up as him and did a serious photo shoot. I remember that. You've seen it. I'm going to find it and put it in the group. I was going to say you've seen it. Yet. Need the surface. It was bad. I did the whole thing. I, got, I made a lock and chain, and my mom's like, "What are you doing?" And I'm like, "We're going to serious." <laughs> well, we're doing like school pictures, like like annual pictures, and I just did it as a joke, and it was weird. Good times. <laughs> I'll add this about Cena too: is like in terms of like, he's on the same trajectory I think as The Rock. Like he's going to be another guy that in maybe another five to ten years, or people are going to say, "Oh, that guy's also a wrestler too." Yeah, he's yeah. getting b- bigger roles in the movies, and he's a, uh, uh, you know, he doesn't. He's very less frequent than what like in terms of his wrestling. But he, he he probably stays a little bit more connected to the business than than The Rock did during that time, though. I so. agree because I think he's trying to wrestle like a match every year. That's been his thing. Mm-hmm. And John is actually a really really good actor. I like that he's he's kind of he's got some range. Where The Rock is like the same dude in every movie. Just about Cena, 
Batista, they like to mix it up a little bit. You can definitely see that, you know, they have some very serious roles that they do well in, comedic, action-heavy. They can, you know, Cena's been able to do it all. And and Jark, I agree. Five to ten years, you might be looking at John in the same light. Yeah. I always refer to him as Cena. Yeah. You're you're throwing me off with all the Johns, like you're on a first-name basis with the guy. Well, he does follow me on Twitter, so there's that. Oh, damn. He also follows a lot of other people, like, like half a million other people too, but well, I didn't want to. I didn't want to brag. But that I'm not wait, part of. Wait, is that a, a perfect example of clout right there? Is that? Are we all chasing well, clout? I'm still right learning. Now? I'm still learning this word. Yeah, I think I dropped the name, guys. Sorry. Hey, Sergeant Slaughter follows me. Not to brag or anything. <laughs> that's pretty cool, actually. Yeah. He also follows a bunch of other people, but that's beside the, <laughs> beside the point. I think Nunzio follows me. Oh, that's, that's, the, that's the biggest one I've heard. I love Nunzio's good. Nunzio's good people. Go ahead, Alex. Yeah. I, I don't think your wrestler was picked, was he? No. Um, makes me want to off on it. Oh. I know Johnny's number one pick. I'm going to keep so. it. I'm going to start dark. Evil. Mm-hmm. The Undertaker. Yeah. Theatrics, I love it. The dark presence. The eerie feeling. The fact that the moment the lights go out, you know who's there. You don't even have to hear the bell. Awesome. Yeah, he's got the best <laughs> ring appearances. How many how many straight WrestleManias? I think he was twenty one and oh before he got beat. And uh, yeah, but dude, or twenty one or twenty, um, but man, how cool is Taker? Right, like this dude made a gimmick that shouldn't have worked, probably shouldn't have worked, and stretched it out over thirty something years. I mean, he kept that gimmick even when the WWE was trying to get away from the more cartoony stuff, and it yeah. still worked. If yeah, it. Yeah, we see characters all the time now who try to do get really gimmicky, like a Bray Wyatt or some other ones, and it never works. Um, and I feel like Taker did it in a much more difficult era to do that in. If that makes sense, it does. He found new ways to keep his character fresh. Um, yeah. and he yeah. kept it, and he kept it kayfabe as, and he never did social media or anything like that. Yeah, really, really goes a long way. Yeah, love Taker. He's my. I think him and Kane are my brother's like two favorite wrestlers. Like he just used to be obsessed with them all the time. So uh, Undertaker's a Undertaker's a big one for me. So great choice, Alex. Thank you. Also, I'm going to preface this with you guys are definitely going to know way more details. I stopped following probably ten years ago. Not by choice. I'm more than that. Life, life got busy. <laughs> Whatever, but. No, I get it. Honestly, most of the guys who are going to be on this list are probably haven't really performed in the last ten years, or haven't like sprouted up. So, or have been dead for more than ten years. Oof! Oof. Oh man! Sorry, <laughs> 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 jeez, man. Such so, a- what, what are you taking? Cr- oh, go, go beep that, beep that name out. <laughs> No, I kind of, I kind of want to hear you edit a beep in there. Chris, 
You got to beep yourself. What are you doing, Brian? <laughs> it helped end the two-point conversation. He did. For Benoit, <laughs> I went too far. I loved it. Me, me and Chrissy will have your back on that to the day we die. It was in good <laughs> in the worst way possible. He just wanted to play for the Browns. <laughs> you guys want to hear the explanation? Nope. No, let's not do this. <laughs> I'll send no, it in no, the group chat. I can't do I'll it. I'll send it in the group chat. <laughs> <laughs> now, now the, all the listeners think that we're awful people. We are. I didn't <laughs> sign up on it, just FYI. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, a couple of us on this, yeah, on this show. No, you're not included in this, Jarka. I think you're <laughs> you haven't said it. You haven't said Benoit. He he has to remain neutral. Yeah, he's oh. got a Switzerland it. He is a referee. Ah, yeah. that's true. Yes. Um, I mean, if you've been a guest, a what? <laughs> I mean, I, I never said I didn't take bribes. I mean, oh, yeah. <laughs> digital bribes coming your way. <laughs> digital digital bribes is a great name for a band or a podcast. Yeah. Somebody wrote that down. This guy was a guest referee at least once. Um, I think he's worth a first round pick. I always loved him, Sean Michaels. Yeah, I absolutely. Uh, probably one of the top three just in ring workers of all time. Yeah, yeah. I, I just wish he would have kept smiling instead of losing it, though. He found it again, though. I guess it just wasn't the same, you know. Spoil <laughs> again. <laughs> but uh, I will always, I always recommend to people that. Hulk Hogan, Shawn Michaels match. <laughs> this is just so fun to watch. Because it's one of the, the best performers in ring of all time versus one of the worst performers in the ring of all time. It's because Shawn Michaels made a point uh, of that match, of that he was going to, since Hogan wouldn't quote-unquote do business, brother, he was going to uh, have fun. Brian, have you ever watched this? Have you no. seen this, Brian? It's Oh, my he, God. All right. Okay, so remember, here, here. remember how you were telling, talking the other day. We were talking to wrestler about how great Eddie was Eddie and how he put people over and stuff like that, and he had yeah. no issue. With that. Uh, Shawn Michaels is not that. <laughs> he is the complete opposite. Here, I'll explain it like this. You know how The Rock would always take the Stone Cold Stunner. Yeah. That's Shawn Michaels' this whole match <laughs> against Hulk Hogan. Against Hulk Hogan. <laughs> I'm gonna send you the highlights. It's right. a cr- Holly Holly recommended. Do you remember? Do you remember when he faced Cena at WrestleMania? That was and what twenty three. I think that's twenty three, twenty four. I'm not. I'm not. I'm always off a couple numbers on the maniums. But he. Um, I remember it's not. It's not available on the network. But they were the, my two favorite parts of the mat match were when he was in the ring with just a ref once before Cena came out, and you hear him go to the ref and say, I got a fucking job to do. <laughs> and then, and then I think about five minutes into the match, Cena's like in the corner, like laying in the corner and, and Michaels walks up right up to him, stare, st- sits down stares at him, points at him and then flat out says, you need to start selling. <laughs> he just, <laughs> Sean did not give a shit, dude. I watched a match with him and Ken Shamrock from like 97 or 98, and they're doing the whole thing where Shamrock's going and working them, and Sean's against the ropes, and Sean just goes, 
clothesline. He yells yes. at Yes. Yes. Yeah, I, 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 <laughs> he, just, he just calls it, yells it out. <laughs> <laughs> I love Sean's hilarious. I, I would not have been able to put up with it. I think everybody knows a Sean Michaels in their life, but my God, yeah. it, it's some of the stuff is really funny. And like, I hated him too. Like, like when he was like coming onto the scene, like he was, I was supposed to though. Like he was, yeah. he was a light heel. He wasn't a big heel. He was a light heel. So yeah, I bought into the shtick eventually though. And I started loving it. I was like, dude, I love this stupid cross earring. I love the chest tear, the stupid vest. This is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it is good stuff, man. Big merchandise mover. I didn't really like him until actually after I started training. I, I I I just I don't know I just didn't like him like I just thought thought he was like like a I don't know some kind of pansy ass like when he back in the day when he was shooting <laughs> Bret Hart and then and then when I actually started to understand like what he was doing in the ring and the psychology behind it is when I finally started appreciating it and yeah. like even up to like when he had that match of Angle at at uh. At WrestleMania, I was so pro angle for that match. I was like, "Yeah, make the old man tap, make him tap out." <laughs> like me and my one friend were like, we "Were like, yeah, come on, angle." And then my two other friends at the party were like, "No, no, Sean's gonna win. Sean's gonna win." So, pro ninety degrees. What 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 year was that? <laughs> that was twenty one. Twenty one. Twenty one. Yep. Okay. WrestleMania twenty. Well, WrestleMania twenty one. Yeah. I used to first, first time they ever wrestle each other. Correct. I used to think he had the best and coolest finishing move. Until the Young Bucks and the Usos and whoever else you want to say now, just do it ad nauseum. <laughs> I know. I it kind of ruins it. Like, it's such a cool move. <laughs> it was great. I love that. And yeah, I mean, Jesus Christ, you go to an indie show now and everybody's slapping their leg. Everybody. just ex- I, I don't care. I'm exposing the business. Just uh, it just it just stinks. It just wrestling so weird like that. But yeah, I mean, uh, a lot of a lot of people have said that. Matt. That's that. <laughs> I know. That, that move, right, Johnny, is like associated with one of the most iconic scenes and definitely the most gift wrestling scene of all time with him and Ric Flair. Yeah, that's a great match, by the way. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. I always loved like how corny he sold a lot yeah. of the stuff too. I can re- I can picture him in like the, the corner of the turnbuckles and just, he's just like he's jumping like ten feet off the mat, like oh flipping around. Oh, also yeah, one, yeah. I was also one of the few times Ric Flair actually was able to come off the top rope on his own. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was a thing. That was a thing. So, yeah, can't go wrong with Sean. He's an all-time Heartbreak. goat. Donnie for two. Well, my number one pick is actually of great value because I'm getting three for one here. Uh, oh, you are taking a tag team. No, uh, yo, no. Are, I know he's rock and sock connection going on here. <laughs> oh, I get it. That went over my head. I'm going to Mick Foley yet. My all time favorite wrestler is Mick Foley. I'm technically getting three wrestlers in one here. I mean, he was the only person to re- have three different entrances in a Royal Rumble one time. Uh, Hell in a Cell, of course, don't even need to say any more about that. In my opinion, one of the greatest on the mics ever. A really awesome writer. Seems to be a good dude. I met him multiple times. He was always awesome to me, thankfully. Matt, if you've met him and it was bad, please never tell me. Uh, no, he was good. He was he was good. He mumbled to himself a lot, but he was good. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, he's, uh, he's fantastic. The first time I met him was at a convention that I was also at. 
and I didn't know he was going to be there. And then I found out he was there for like one day. And I was like, I, I didn't have anything for him to sign. So I was like, well, I'm just going to take this piece of paper to him and just have him sign it. And when I got to him, I kept telling myself, all right, don't ask him about Hell in a Cell. I'm sure he's tired of it. Don't ask him about the, any of the wrestling stuff. I'm sure he hates it. So when, by the time I got up to him, I was like, uh, uh, I like your books. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Hey, Johnny. Thankfully, he laughed and said thank you and signed it. But it's such a great experience. I I went to an autograph session of his one time in Rochester. He came to a baseball game. I remember my buddy Vince gave me a book of his just to have. And uh, I don't think I had read it at that point, but I'm going up to get it autographed. And I open up the first page and he had already autographed the book. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I had no money, so my friends, my friends, pulled their money together and bought me a handmade sock, Mister Sacco, and That's he autographed so cool. it for me. I have no idea where it went, but <laughs> oh man, yeah, he's he's my all time absolute favorite is Mick Foley. He's hey, great. Let's not forget about a certain cameo on Boy Meets World. Oh, of course, yes. Yes, him and Vader, the two big wrestlers who've appeared on Boy Meets World as well. Yeah. I yes. know, I knew the Vader one. Vader. When they're I, in college, Mick Foley shows up as mankind. Uh, and the uh, cute one's staring at me. <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> I do recommend it. It's very funny. Topanga is actually a really big wrestling fan. So that's funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, All right. So, uh, dude loves no good though. We can acknowledge that, right? You get out of this podcast. <laughs> My podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll get but, out of this podcast. <laughs> there's a reason that Dude Love didn't appear that much. Yeah, well, the if you listen to Mick Foley talk, he said that that was, uh, like, he didn't even think that even would even happen in the first place. But uh, that was kind of Vince's idea to say, hey, well, we know that was your character, because that was his famous character of that uh, home video he made with his friends. You know, yeah, when he was a yarder back in the day. That was his yeah. first like wrestling gimmick, and they let him kind of bring it to life, which is pretty cool. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and uh, my second pick, I'm very torn on this. I think this one guy will stick around for a bit, so I'm going to save him for the third round, but I'm going to go ahead and get uh, this guy who, man, I really miss this dude. I'm really mad at myself, too, that I didn't get into his stuff until it was kind of too late. Uh, but one of my favorite uh, quote-unquote heels, but he was just so entertaining as a heel, uh, Eddie Guerrero is my second pick. I got to go with Eddie. God, what a great wrestler, too. Man, he's just uh, pure entertainment for me. I really love Eddie Guerrero. Great pick. I put him in the same class as Shawn Michaels, I, I think. He's right was, up there in that, 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 that tier. One-two with that. Yeah, that was my plan. Okay, how many uh, <laughs> of the rest of us kind of got the way Johnny just got? A little choked up from it? Yeah. Man, I just missed the dude. It sucks that he... I mean, there's a lot of guys like that, that when they passed away, it affected me. Yeah. I mean, there's I got another guy on my list that if I don't pick him, I'm sure one of y'all will, that I still remember like when the news broke that, hey, Eddie Guerrero is, died suddenly, and I was like, oh, God. You know, you just get choked up at this stuff because he's so good and so entertaining and it just sucks. First time wrestling made me cry. First time wrestling made me cry. So yeah, that was uh that was rough. Dan Dan on Eat Sleep List is a really cool story. Um really cool story about 
getting his autograph that I'm sure someday he'll be able to tell you guys, but uh, Eddie's good. Eddie's great, great dude. So. Yeah, we just talked about him. Yeah. 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 Him winning the title was such a cool thing too, man. Like I said, just a great redemption story. Uh, great life story. Tragic ending. But I loved Eddie. Love, love that. One of my favorite things he would do is when he's at the kind of the top of his game, when the ref would uh, would take the bump and would be quote unquote knocked out. I mean, they get knocked out for real, you know, kayfabe. Uh, he would, you know, have a chair, you smack it on the ground and throw it at the guy and then fall over, make it look like he got hit by the chair. I just freaking love that stuff. Oh, yeah. It's so yeah. well done. <laughs> the wrestler's wrestler. That's how I put it. Mm. And he probably would have won the title one more time because right, right before he passed, Batista uh, relinquished the belt on SmackDown. I remember, and and they were going to set up a whole like rumble for it. And he looked like he was going to be the guy that the like in the best p- position to probably take it as like oh a, yeah like an interim position. And then you know that just he just yeah yeah. It happened not yeah not too long. What was it? Yeah, Batista got was hurt. He was banged up. Ended up missing WrestleMania that year. And then that's the year that I think Kurt won that battle royal. Yeah, and then obviously Ray won it. And you know, in honor of Eddie. But yeah, he was he was built up in another spot, man. And that World Heavyweight Title that's my favorite belt design. That would have looked really good on him. That's for sure. Great pick. Mr. Um, Brian. Yeah, I will go with Triple H. And that's kind of a, a, a out of nowhere pick for me if people know me because I spent a lot of time of watching wrestling hating that guy. Uh, but I'm a huge fan of the D-Generation X. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> and I, I can't that. picture Suck It without Triple H in the middle being one of the guys telling you to suck it. You what a sentence. Deactive. What a sentence. If somebody could isolate what Brian just said. It's my job to do so, so direct me <laughs> to you. <laughs> it's so, Brian's yeah. job to suck it. Brian, if you could just isolate that and, uh, put, um, <laughs> and then send it to me privately. Okay, musically, I cannot see Triple H without hearing Motorhead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He has two really good songs from from Motorhead. Yeah. I'm the reason why Motorhead's relevant in the 20s, 2000s. <laughs> I mean, I love I love the gimmick of the spit. You know, when he took the water and, and sprayed it up. I, I spit I water because of him. Did you? Well, not it's like a wrestling gimmick, but I used to just do it for the fun. I'm like, wow, look at spitting water is fun. <laughs> Yeah, I, think you, Triple H. I think everybody would be lying if they said they didn't do it. Oh, yeah. Everybody you didn't at least it. try it. You got to at least I try it once, right? around the halls telling people to suck it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and, and that crotch chop thing, like, that was universal. That went past wrestling. Oh, it made it to the NFL. There used to be a touchdown celebration. They actually made an open, like, effort to ban it at our elementary school <laughs> made it to the PBA. They, they, they were on the announcements one day they're like yeah pokemon cards and uh suck it are banned <laughs> what, a, <laughs> what a combo it was a rough week 
No more Pikachu and no more uh, cross chopping. And <laughs> <laughs> one fell swoop. Just don't and, cross chop as Scyther. So then, yes, yeah. the historians, <laughs> the historians of the sport, Triple H definitely was Shawn Michaels in DX. Yes, yes, yes. yeah. An honorary member or part time? No, nah, he helped create. No, he was, he was, he, he was one of the main ones. Saying, this is what I was saying earlier. You drafted DX. Let me like, form it. I'm gonna. It's gonna be like Voltron. Let me get my product. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sean's a big part. And then when they DX came back in 06, that was, uh, yeah, it was just those two together. So, um, yeah. yeah. Then, you had, then they added the outlaws at some point. Yeah. And, and then obviously, and, you, you and know, X-Pac. I didn't oh, just. Xbox, yeah. yeah. And I didn't just take these. In China. Where they're in. Yeah, that's right. Yes. Yeah. But, like, I, I love what Triple H obviously means to the sport right now. And I know what Shawn Michaels is doing. On the like guys trying to make it in the business, like he's NXT, yeah. yeah, yeah. So like, I love that they're there being the guys that are like helping the next generation get up to the next you know level. So that's cool. yeah, I like them both so much more now than I did when they wrestled. Right. <laughs> Triple H was one of those who he would win all the time, and I got so annoyed with it. <laughs> I know. Like, put somebody over, please. <laughs> he let Goldberg win once. It was cool. Well, everybody kind of had to make Goldberg win once. <laughs> I'm sure Bret Hart loves that. <laughs> Bret Hart's a no. big Goldberg fan. Huge Goldberg fan. Now, nobody get ahead of me on this. When I say I describe this wrestler in three numbers, it's not the one, two, three kid. Six, one, nine. Ooh. My dude, Ray Mysterio. Oh, I was going to say Damien 666, but that's <laughs> <laughs> uh, always, always I, I have been, I've always been a masked person. I don't know what it is. Something, the feeling of you get to be something different for a little bit. And I think obviously Lucha has its own background, its own history, mm-hmm. but I kind of associate that with him anyway. He's being, Someone more than what he is on top of being who he is. Um, but the outfits, the colors, the themes, all the themes. He was Joker once. He had my Chargers as an outfit. Mm-hmm. I can picture that. But the visual appeal, the intro music done with POD. Yeah. And I think Johnny might have been holding on to this. When he brought up Eddie, maybe. I'm guessing. Um, but yeah, it's got to be. Yeah, they uh, one of my favorite matches of all time is the Eddie and Ray match uh, from Halloween Havoc. It's so good. Oh uh, yeah, they were Ray's wearing an iconic look of his. It's like a purple. I don't even know how to explain it, but it looks incredible. Mm-hmm. What a match, man! I can watch that match a million times. But yeah, Ray. I mean, look at that career he's had. I mean, still still going strong today. Literally was just in WrestleMania while also getting inducted to the Hall of Fame there. That's pretty incredible. And at one time, they thought his knees were going to end his wrestling because he had terrible knees. And uh, he's still going strong, I'd say. Best high flyer, I think, of all time. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't just raise strength. Was that, I mean, listen, there's a lot of guys who could do, he's called flippy doos in wrestling. 
but Ray had a way of just making you feel it, like feel the emotion in in doing moves, right? Like I don't know, I did, I I watch AEW every now and then, and it's just like a bunch of crazy flip shit. But there's like no, there's like no emotion with it. Yeah. Like Ray just had a way of just making like you were excited for him behind him, and two and, and plus I don't think he was ever heel if he was it was very briefly in wcw but his yeah his wwe run and yeah i know he's went away for a couple years but since 2002 he's been a, a straight baby face and that is I hard think, to do. i think in wcw toward the end of wcw when he was with the filthy animals and he was unmasked yeah i think he was sort of hillish there at times but yeah such a universally beloved wrestler i know uh my mom's the one who got me into wrestling, but she's been out of it for a long time, but she loves Rey Mysterio. Oh, yeah. He's one of anybody could be like, man, this guy rules. No, yeah. So small. And like Matt was saying, I like high flying when that person knows how to make that high flying make sense. Yeah. And Ray was definitely one of those. He was. So I, it, it does, yeah. It takes me out of it for just a, a lot of random flying for no reason. <laughs> but it's First, time you bring up his like small stature and everything like that was. Also a role model for me. He and I are now the same size. We are both five six. So right. hold it down for the little guy. I'm on board. Absolutely. And he and he took punishment in the way that you know they would always seem to find a way to match him up with like so much of a bigger guy, like him against Big Show or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And then but when he would like he would take those shots and he would take the bumps. And when he sold them, it wasn't like cartoony. It wasn't like, ha, 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 giant man flings tiny little man away. No, it was, dude's getting his ass kicked, and, and, and you know, he's getting dominated by a much larger human, but it was believable. It was actual, like, real physical, something you might see on the street. You know what I mean? Like, his, when he took bumps, yeah, like, the lawn dart. Seem like yeah. His, yeah. his contact seemed so legit. Yes, that, that famous lone dart, that scene... When the NWO is first getting started, and in the parking lot, they Kevin Nash lone darts Rey Mysterio into the side of that trailer is forever embedded in my mind and my brain. I've, it's such an iconic pro wrestling moment for me. Is that, that scene right big show swinging him around like he's a loaf of bread when he's on the stretcher and smacked yeah. him against the turnbuckle? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> and then he dropped him. That was bad. He dropped him, and he could, Ray couldn't protect himself because his arms were restricted. But yeah, I didn't. I didn't. I, that was I not winced. good. But yeah. was, it's all right. Big Show. Then, Big then, Show's had it rough. Hulk Hogan tried to kill him once yeah, yeah. with a monster then, truck in a room. And then Ray lost his eye during the COVID year. Remember yeah. that one? Remember yeah, that one? he was almost. And if you listen to our show, he'd be one of like one of the half blind listeners we have. everything comes full circle (laughs) that being said i have one final word on ray booyaka yeah that was fun man fun entrance theme Mm -hmm. michelangelo stole that from him in the newer turtles i wonder where that's where did that actually originally come from i don't know very curious about that I need. We need a Googler. Because you know, like, there's a lot of, you know, the Ninja Turtles side of the Everybody knows. Yeah, Michelangelo says that now. I think it's just was it did that just come out of that POD song? Can we give no, POD uh, credit? I'm pretty sure. I'm, I'm going to. <laughs> I think I think Ray brought Booyaka to it. It was a collaboration track. Okay. Hey, POD is forever youth of the nation to me, but. <laughs> 
uh, yeah, just uh, it's just so crazy how good he is. That's such a great pick there. Thank you. Matt. All right. I can't believe this guy fell all this this low. There's a lot. Actually, it's hard because there's a lot of good, really great talent um, that fell low. I am going to take uh, the beer drinking middle finger flipping. <laughs> what? Oh, God. What? That's the sole reason what? I can never pick him for anything is that, by the way. Why? I hate that with such a passion. It's ruined so many promos. <laughs> it's not his fault. It is his fault. He started it. <laughs> it doesn't mean <laughs> it doesn't mean he he's not like he said it during the national anthem. <laughs> Stone Cold Steve Austin, everybody. If you're not catching catching what I'm laying down, um, Austin was like the first. I don't know. Like there was a weird period in the mid nineties where like Brett and Sean were kind of the guy, but they never really felt like the guy. Right. I mean, they were, they were hyped up. They were, they were kind of like the, the position, but they never felt like the face of the company. It was weird. And I guess Austin, Austin and rock, they, they were kind of split face of the company, but Austin winning um, at WrestleMania 14 was, was huge. And it just changed the entire trajectory of pro wrestling, um, you know, with his attitude, his demeanor, uh, honestly, a lot of things fell into place for that whole rise to to come about. Um, I was just listening today about the the ninety six King of the Ring and Triple H was supposed to win it, and then there was this whole curtain call incident and made way for Stone Cold to win it, and that's where we got the famous uh, Austin three sixteen promo, and that was like everyone's like whoa, uh, and that. Pushed Stone Cold to the moon. Um, unfortunately, injuries cut his run sh- way, way, way short. But honestly, some of my favorite memories are just Austin, just being Austin. That was a nice thing about him is that even when he was hurt, he'd still have the best segment on the show. He didn't have to wrestle to get over. He would just drive a Zamboni or drive a beer truck or just but uh, pull a pull a fake gun on Vince McMahon and it. it uh, you know what I mean? Or just yeah. give a stunner. Just just like give a stunner. His segments were the best, and they were even after he retired at after WrestleMania 19. His raw GM co GM stuff was great. I like I. It still made me excited to watch wrestling and, and see Steve. And I I think unfortunately a lot of people just see Steve Austin as that stunner guy, when the dude used to be really 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 good. Yes, he, I would argue that he's probably the biggest star wrestling's ever had even above Hogan because he's there at when wrestling's at it, it was at its biggest it ever was he yeah. was the top there i mean what's a more iconic sound in wrestling than that glass shatter you know Nothing. you hear that and the crowd just loses it it's such a big pop every time every you, week he was doing that yeah. man every single week and every you know single really venue. funny you know it's really funny too if you go back and watch when he starts hitting that rise the reason that him and McMahon actually even get start feuding is McMahon was actually doing something right and saying, "Hey, you're hurt. Nice you shouldn't him. wrestle." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm looking out for you. So. <laughs> I know. Uh, he, yeah, his downfall again. The injuries. Him. You know, he got lost in the shuffle in 2002 when they were starting to arrange some stuff. Um, but like, even like is like before he got that that pile driver injury from Owen. 
like he was kind of like he had his he had injuries before that too right and he, like if you watch i one of the first things i did with the network when it came out was i watched some old wcw stuff and i was watching some of his matches there and he could really work like i was in, like wow he's doing this he's really wrestling like that like i always thought like if you could take austin like that persona that he had plus you threw into that ability the work that he had in wcw before he's really got banged up man he could you imagine what his matches would have been even 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 a higher level than that what they were oh 100 percent, man and he was like i mean he, he won the u.s right u.s title i think a couple times yeah. in wcw going up against i think ricky did he I steamboat think he ricky steamboat that match was awesome that he had with steamboat if yeah everybody ever wants to go back and watch an old you know an old w some of you match with him. I definitely would recommend that. Or, you know, some of the stuff he did with Pillman with the Hollywood Blondes. Yes. Yeah. Austin, Austin did it. Uh, he, he did it all really, really, really good stuff. Even like uh, the gimmick stunk, but his ringmaster stuff was good when he came in. Um, at least his, 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 his work, you know, his, his body work. Now, the gimmick was kind of blah, but um dude can go the dude could go um so i wish people would remember him as more than just the stunner guy but that's the impression um you know he just he did he did it all really really good worker so stone cold is my uh my second round pick that's a good pick that's a first that's a first round pick in the second round so small break there's a company called el segundo it's a beer company they make oh, a Steve Austin's broken it's skull delicious. American lager. Is it good? Oh, no, his IPA I've had the the broken skull. Yeah, I have the IPAs and yeah. at the studio they're from 2020. I'm not an IPA guy. They're no longer I, delicious. They're no longer delicious. <laughs> I I kept one of the cans though. I threw the other ones out, but I'm keeping one of the cans. Okay, there you go. I, I'm blaming you. Uh, yeah, they're good. It's a it's a good beer. I've had it. It's delicious. It really is. Well, I mean, he wouldn't sign up on crap, right? Right. Just get paid or anything. I mean, who would do that? Seriously, anyone sponsor this podcast? Little, literally, <laughs> uh, little yellow, effective. <laughs> David Jarka, you get two picks, my friend. All right, we're gonna go a little bit older on this one. He's next to, but uh, my first one's gonna be. Uh, we're gonna go with the Nature Boy, Ric Flair here. Woo! Probably <laughs> the greatest. I think the greatest in ring worker of all time. I mean, there's you know top to bottom, you know his resume. Um. In terms of, I also think in terms of draw, we talk about, you know, we, I think a lot of us, especially us being in Buffalo and in New York state, we were always, we're, you know, we were always traditional WWE territory. We were, you know, they came in and kind of came in this area, one of the first territories they took over. And uh, so we always think like Hogan is the big draw back then, but Flair was drawing the houses that Hogan was doing, you know, in the Southeast. You know, you you know, go through those cities like Charlotte's, the uh, the Greenville's, the Atlanta, down in the Florida. So if you you know, if thinking about how big Hogan was up here back then in the eighties, Flair was just as big as down there in, in Florida. And I also say internationally too. I think Flair had a bigger presence, right? Especially on airplanes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know how. I, <laughs> Hogan had his run in New Japan. True. Or, or he had that run. It wasn't New Japan, Old Japan. I don't know. One of the two. Um, I don't know if Flair, I can't recall. I know Flair, would, I remember hearing some stories about Flair in the Caribbean. He's like definitely been 
I'm pretty sure I've heard stories about him in Japan as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I know he who, did I just. In, uh, who, who did he just induct? Muda. Oh, yeah, Muda. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. But I mean, him and Muda didn't they wrestle a lot in WCW too? That's probably fair. Yeah, yeah. probably. Yeah. But yeah, um, I'm in. Uh, you don't know this, uh, but I am a North Carolina boy. I'm from North Carolina. I still live here. If I didn't know who Ric Flair was, I'd be disowned from this state. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, isn't that like you go to a Panthers game and all they play is like a, the the, the woos on recording and stuff? Oh god, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's just just uh, him and Charlotte. I mean, not his daughter, but him and the city of Charlotte are very synonymous, almost. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, just North Carolina is, in general. I mean, if you just think about uh, going back and just how, if you're uh, getting into wrestling now and you want to learn how to be a heel and still have, have a good work rate or whatever. I think he's just a prime example of, of that. I mean, good God, you know? Oh yeah. Everybody can learn from watching those matches. I mean, even like from his stuff from when he worked with steamboat. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. Watch his stuff. Oh, him and dusty was... roads for crying out loud. You know? Oh yeah. Uh, the, the horseman and that, that feud against when they faced dusty and Magnum and, uh, world warriors, even go to his baby face stuff when he was wrestling Vader. I mean, that's he. I know he personally doesn't like think it's that great, but it's it's still up there, I think. And, and um, how does the Four Horsemen stable get overlooked so much? I don't get it. It's I'd put them up there with DX and all and NWO as one of the top stables uh, in wrestling ever. You have to. I mean, they're. I mean, they're the, the first stable. Yeah. It's you have to keep. They have to be in your in the top three when you discuss stuff like in the rankings like that by far. Yeah, I remember. I think they did a list like WWF. You know, they do their own WWE does their own list, which is like WWE propaganda or whatever, and they put them at like two, but they put like the Heart Foundation as like number one, and I'm just like, I love the Heart Foundation, but mm, yeah, yeah I'm not bigger than the Four Horsemen. No, not at all. I seen one. It was a tag team one, and it, they they had a new day as the the, the greatest tag team of all time. <sighs> and I love the new day. I really yeah, do too. I think it's, it's doing them a disservice. One hundred percent. And Jarka, we just became we just became best friends. By the way, I don't know awesome. Or not. <laughs> okay, add me on Facebook now. Who else bought the cereal? Who doesn't buy cereal? Yeah. No, wait, there's a Rick Flair cereal. No, Duck New Day. Yeah, that's oh, New the Day. New Day cereal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was never. I looked for it. Was never able to get it. But FYE. I would have. Fye had it for a long while. Fyi, I don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> the New Day. Oh yeah, you don't. The, the New, New Day, Day wrestling tag that were a step above Lucky Charms. I don't know what we're saying. We're saying cereal and New, New Day. Day had a cereal. You know, they came out the of the cereal box. It's don't say Who Day? Who Day? No, New and, Day is a, a tag team. Yeah. I think he's avoiding it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Darker, your second pick? Or third, rather. No, second yeah. second, second of, of the snake. Of, of the snake. Second of the, I'm going to go a little bit older. I'm going to go with Andre the Giant. Oh, Ooh. man. Yeah. Because, you know, if you get early in the... <laughs> <laughs> there's, the there's, there's part of it. There's the, the crossover of the, uh, the Princess Bride. But like he was kind of the first, like the first wrestler to kind of trans 
and like wrestling. Like he went through, if you look into the real, if you get into the real history of it, he went through, he was based out of New York with, with Vince McMahon's dad. And, but he never stayed in a place too long because they didn't, they knew that you couldn't really like he overexpose him. He would go from, from territory to territory to territory to territory. So no matter where attraction. you, yeah. yes. So no matter where you went in the United States, honest, it, it wouldn't every, take that long to travel either. He's huge. <laughs> Yeah, actually, Everybody. actually, I hate to. He hated traveling because he was so big. Yeah, uh, there's a really fantastic and heartbreaking, honestly, documentary about him that came out a couple years ago. I uh, highly recommend. Uh, yeah. But yeah, HBO did that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's really yeah. good. But, but no matter where you went, like in the seventies and eighties, everybody in the country knew who Andre the Giant was. Yeah, and this is during and the he, territory days, like it, yeah, which makes it even more amazing. And he went to, I mean, he had the one, I think for like, he, he spent like a year in Montreal and it kind of proved that the logic behind that he would, if he stayed too long in the place, he would be overexposed because I think the houses there, you know, went down and he wanted to be, he wanted to try it there because he's French. So it was, you know, being in a French speaking uh, territory, it was something familiar to him. Um. Have you seen uh, early, like some of his when he's younger matches? Like he could go, honestly. At one point, he was oh, really dude, good. Skinny Andre is crazy to see. Yeah, still like, huge. Yes, we could do like drop kicks and stuff. It's it's incredible. Yeah, head scissors, like all, all that. It was yeah wild. Yeah, and, and then he had maybe the biggest. He was part of the maybe the biggest moment in wrestling history at one point with them when he got slammed by Hogan. Yeah, no, nobody, and I'm quoting this: nobody had ever body slammed him ever before, ever, ever. It's, it's, he was body slammed. He was body slammed quite a few times. <laughs> but it was a big deal. It was a big deal for WrestleMania. Yeah. I mean, that was peak wrestling. Peak eighties wrestling to me is WrestleMania three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's like an iconic moment that everybody, maybe not the younger generation knows this, like the, but like anybody like our, like in, you know, like my age, like in the late thirties and above, like when we think of, you know, wrestling moments, that's what we think about. I definitely like, like, like the biggest moments. I would definitely rank that up there. That and Lex Luger slamming Yokozuna on the aircraft carrier. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> that is a cool one. I, I wish I wish it would have went somewhere. I'm sure Lex did too, but that was pretty cool. It went I mean, somewhere. Went on the Lex Express. Yeah, yeah. you that was just a great took, bus. You just did. You see he that. tweeted? Did you see his tweet like last week or something like that? Oh no! What he, somebody asked? Name a moment that it, you hated wrestling, and he. He quoted, he quote tweeted and went SummerSlam 93, <laughs> which is when he jobbed out or he won the match, but he, he his whole push to be WWE champion just got derailed. The, the whole Lex Express thing just, just, just crashed. Yeah. Poor Lex. It's all right. I, I think this. he made, I think he made plenty of money when he yeah, switched. He's right. he's <laughs> I, loved, I loved his stick with the, old, he's got a metal elbow. That was a good. Oh stick. yeah, the forearm. The yeah, forearm. yeah, the forearm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man, dude, you just got some serious heavyweights there, um, with getting Rick, you know, Rick Flair, and then 
Andre the Giant back-to-back picks. So yeah, like my, you know, looking back, like how, like I really do that. Like looking back, how how big of a star he was was. I remember the night I found out he died, and we were. I was like watching TV with my mom, and uh, we were. It was on USA, and USA used to do like an hourly like news like update on the hour for like like a real quick like two like. I don't know, maybe 30 seconds. And they do like two story headlines real quick. And it was like 10 o'clock at night. And they, they're like, Andre the Giant has passed away at his father's funeral. And my mom, like, not, it was a very, like, she's a closet wrestling fan. I'm going to blow her out a little bit. Like, <laughs> I'm going to blow her in a little bit. And uh, she's just, she got all of a sudden, she got really upset. Like, oh my God, Andre died? What happened? Like, oh no. And she got really, and she got really flustered all of a sudden. And then when I, when I saw her reaction to that, I knew. Like, you know, he was a, he was real, like something more than just wrestling. So he meant more than just wrestling the people. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he was, he was an icon. Good pick, man. Uh, Matt. All right. I also cannot believe this gentleman has made it all the way down to the third round. Uh, I'm going to take Hogan here. A real American hero. I. The Jim Kelly of Hogan. <laughs> I know. I know. Listen, I, I can separate the two. Hogan, per, you know, his personal life, hot mess. Hot mess. Has Hogan um, ever thrown a football? Probably. I bet if you ask him, he has. Did he, ever play, <laughs> did he ever play guitar or bass for Metallica? Yeah. Oh, if you ask him, I bet he has. Yeah. <laughs> He was remember he was that he was gonna get the George Foreman grill. Yeah, that, yes. that was that was for him meant for him. <laughs> and then what was the other one? There's a um, lot of them. One of my favorite things grill is that there, brother. There was this uh it was on Twitter one time. This one person was going through all the lies he's told, and it was like just like tweet after tweet after tweet. Cornette has a 30 minute video where him and his co-host oh, yeah, Brian last go through it. It's yeah. the fun. I love hearing Jim Cornette laugh and they're just like, this man has no shame. We <laughs> talked about how he wrestled 400 mat days in a year or something like that. Cause his travel <laughs> to and from Japan. <laughs> Weird. But um, no, in all seriousness, I, I don't think you can take away what Hogan meant to pro wrestling. Um, his, Pro wrestling was it was popular, but it was never to the heights that it was when Hogan, at least up to that point, when Hogan took you know took the reins. When Vince McMahon's like, "All right, you're the guy, um, we're gonna roll with you." And uh, I mean, it 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 was right. WrestleMania brought the rock and uh, rock and wrestling, you know, whole you know that whole connection. Uh, all the media appearances, the movies, right? Cartoons, uh, cartoons, yeah. uh, everything—a a restaurant and uh, and just so much more. The merchandise was was crazy, um, you know. And obviously, you can look at Hogan not putting people over, or that doesn't work for me, brother. Uh, <laughs> you know, with his career, but I, Hogan, I, I think Chris Jericho is actually the closest thing to Hogan in this regard. And I'll say this: He found a way to stay relevant way past, like past when you thought his time went up. And what I mean by that is Hulk Hogan's whole shit. Right? He I think he started in the late seventies. Um, 
but Hulk Hogan's good old boy, baby face, eat your vitamins, say your prayers thing that made Hogan an icon. And he, you know, he rode that thing out for what? 12 years. You think 84, probably 84 when he won the title to 96, yeah, before, you know when he reinvented himself into Hollywood Hulk Hogan and became even bigger, one um, of the most iconic heel turns, right? Yeah. Ever. yeah, oh my, yeah. It's very rare that a guy is as as great of a baby uh, as a babyface as he is a heel, and Hogan was a top. I mean, he was one of the first like cool heels. I, I would dare so say him, the NWO people, they would cheer him, and they were the villains. Um, what was the last year that he was on any wrestling program? Um, oh he did boy. some TNA stuff. I think he wrestled a, a really bad retirement match in like 2011, 2010. I, I think he did a match with Flair in TNA. I'm almost God. positive. Yeah, it was bad. It was really crutches, yeah. wheelchairs afterwards. Yeah, probably insurance for letting those old men <laughs> wrestle in a ring together. I'm gonna break a hip. Well, he kind of. TNA really hasn't been the same since, so um, he, he kind of tanked them, anyways. But they've, um, they've they've gotten a lot better if you watch current stuff. But yeah, it's but also just to back you up, Matt. I mean, you can. I think if you would go out and say if it wasn't for Hulk Hogan, then I don't know how national wrestling would have became because he was at the perfect time for Vince wanting to take that promotion national instead of just territorial. Yeah, and it just—I mean—he's the first wrestler I ever remember knowing as a kid was Hulk Hogan, and if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't have gotten into it. And Same. that's just, yeah, because I mean, as a little kid, when Hulkamania was running wild, brother. Same. Uh, yeah. I, Everybody. To think too that whole expansion era. Like, who else could Vince? Who else could Vince have like, um, used for that? Maybe Randy Savage. I don't, I don't know the way that he had been used. I, I I don't know if Randy Savage had the like, I don't know if Randy Savage the had presence. the personality to really make it go as big. What Hogan and, had was the presence. Like, I don't know if like, like Randy, Randy was like, like he wasn't like huge. Like Hogan was six, eight. Yeah. Like he, he wasn't, he wasn't a giant, but he Wait, was, he was really that like, tall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hogan's yeah. huge. Get the fuck out. He's not that tall anymore because he's not anymore. Watched uh, uh, leg surgery. I had yeah. no clue he was that tall. Yeah, yeah he's like five seven now. I would have guessed six. No, he's seriously stuck in a, a wheelchair now. Damn. Yeah. But like, like, uh, like, like someone like, like Flair is like six. Oh, he's a Scientologist too. Let's not forget. Let's not forget that. Oh yeah. <laughs> he was one of the first ones. Uh, he was uh, him and third Travolta. down. <laughs> But um, but uh, he he had the presence that Savage was what like six six one. Flair was like six foot. So like the, a lot of like uh, I don't know, Dusty, you know, he had a charisma, but he was kind of still kind of little too goofy, maybe to be and doughy. Yeah, my little doughy, I think, for Vince McMahon's liking. Yeah, yeah. How, how did Hogan ever get that big with a haircut? Because he was always a weird balding man. <laughs> He used to have a full head of hair. He did have a full head of hair for a little while. Yeah. In, and then it just... In it ni- just... 1980? I think you could get away with that in the 80s. Yeah. You could. Uh, yeah. I mean, even, even his facial hair is, like, iconic, right? It yeah. is. It is. Yeah. And, and honestly, I mean, it, as a young child, five or six or whatever, when I'm watching wrestling with my dad and my brother, 
I'm a Hogan fan, but it didn't take me very long for me to realize like one, it's not that good in the ring. Two, I will I'll tell you this. Like I'm not saying you're wrong, but if you go watch Hogan matches in Japan, you will be like, whoa, is this the same guy? Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know why he wrestled so differently in he WWF, took, but he took bumps fine, I always thought. It was always when he was like what moves he brought into the ring just weren't exciting moves. Like his his finisher was like a leg drop. Like eh. Yeah, but that leg drop is what destroyed him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah but it, yeah. I mean, you tried just dropping, and this is back when the rings weren't near as forgiving. Uh, you know, uh, not that they're easy now, but you know what I'm saying. And uh, on top of that, like if you, I promise you, Brian, go find a match of him in Japan. And I remember seeing one of those for the first time. I was like, is this that's Hulk Hogan? Yeah, I was just blown away crazy. by how. Yeah, it's so wild how differently he wrestled there. You know what's the ironic part about like when he was in the AWA. To when he trans when he moved to WWF, I was watching. If you watch the AWA DVD that WWF WWE put out, and um, Vern Gagne goes, oh, he wasn't I didn't, he wasn't ready to go to the WWF because we still needed to teach him how to wrestle." And I, I to this day, it's just like, are you serious? Like, <laughs> like. Are you, is you just are you just that stuck in your, like the AWA mindset was like all like very like like everybody kind of had a background in amateur wrestling more or less or, or the bulk of the roster there and that's what kind of was big in the in the in the, in, the, in the, that territory in the Midwest like if you look at like like where they ran in like Minnesota Illinois and Iowa that upper Midwest area that's always like that's, those are like a lot of the big amateur wrestling schools are are out there right. Um and um but like like were you that like out of touch with like where wrestling was going at the time that you couldn't see that this guy was you know was gonna skyrocket i i don't know maybe that's why aw did it it, there there you go that's why the aw didn't didn't Uh, it it was the acting career hey i liked his acting career Three ninjas. Thunder lips for life, baby. <laughs> Assault on Devil's Island. <laughs> One of the best things about that Three Ninjas movie is when, because that's when he's in deep into the NWO and they would I do, uh, they would do, uh, background things like they would interrupt segments of Nitro to go visit Hulk Hogan on set of Three Ninjas, but he was still <laughs> being the Hulk Hogan, Hollywood Hogan and it's so great. Hilarious. <laughs> Uh, good, great pick. Uh, first round value getting here in the third round, Matt. Well done. I'm winning this draft. I don't you're, know what I win, but I win. Yeah, you're winning big time. Uh, I didn't want to win. I want, I want my favorites. Same, Alex. Speaking of, <clears throat> so before I make my pick, I've been corresponding with uh, Big Daddy Ryan. I go name me a wrestler. He gave me a few. I sent him the list. And he brought up one that Matt Johnson brought up. Hmm. Chris Jericho. Ah, hey. So Lion Tamer. There it is. He's off the board. First Lionheart. 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 (laughs) Well, he did the Lion Tamer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, My my one Chris Jericho action figure when he went when he was in WCW is he's a lion tamer in it. (laughs) So Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. They gave him they gave him quote unquote gimmicks. I also had the Goldberg where he was like the he literally had a jackhammer and blue jeans. <laughs> I remember that. The original Lion King. That's hilarious. <laughs> um, 
Our first ECW wrestler t- selected. Austin. No, all, St- Stone Cold was in it. Ew, and, really? Yeah, Mick Foley. Uh, I wouldn't yeah, yeah, Mick Foley, too. Mick Foley, yeah. true. But Mick Foley had been average. I was trying to pick out a guy that, like, he, I thought Jericho kind of broke out in ECW. Like, Mysterio, too. He was one of the bigger names, I thought, that come yeah. out. Yeah. Well, Mysterio, I also did, once again, didn't feel like he really broke out until he got the WCW. Right. But, he, like, Jericho I mean, was a name. Like, when you went to see an ECW match, like, you were excited when, you know, Jericho was announced as one of the two, you know, headliners. Yeah, Mysterio had really, him and Psychosis had a killer match in the ECW, like, where they wrestled all around the, the arena, and the finish was Mysterio doing a Hurricane Rana. And psychosis planted head first on a chair on the ground in the crowd, and I remember that's like that was like that was like holy shit. I remember why I I didn't see it until years later. I'm like holy shit, what this this match tore the house down. But, well, maybe uh, my one of my favorite wrestlers from ECW. I always like looked forward to seeing him. You know, Friday night. Oh, I, you were the first to have like Friday night ones, right? ECW. Yeah. Yeah, they, I mean, they, they uh, TNN. Yeah, oh, like yeah, they found yeah. their own little shtick in between WCW, like their own little spot between WCW and WWF. Or Wait, like, WCW in. was my, like my number one set when it was existed. Like I, I went before I went my last fan phase in high school. Actually, I stuck with ECW pretty much to the end. Yeah. And 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 they, when I first discovered ECW was on on Empire Sports at Saturday I, mornings at eight a.m. Yes. Yes, we used to take and those every Saturday. I I'm still looking for one of my when I went to Boy Scout camp and I made my mom tape it, and I because I want to just hear the entrance musics again because the, there's none of it is on YouTube. <laughs> but uh, uh nobody paid for it. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> Maven admits it now that he didn't pay a cent for it. Yeah, so maybe, maybe for the ECW, the music stuff, but yeah. but then and then and then it got taken off of there, and I got so upset, and I started going through the TV guide looking for it, and my mom was like, "Well, pay, probably some old ladies complain about it being on at eight in the morning. This this extreme wrestling." And then I found it on MSG at two a.m. on Saturdays. <laughs> I used wow. to set my, my alarm clock for two a.m. Because I couldn't, I to wake up to watch it for that hour. Medication, I love that. Yeah, I, I loved ECW. I still have, I still have my ECW shirts from middle school in a box. I have my Taz one. I have my another one, and I just, I won't get rid of them anytime soon. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. I love the Jericho pick, though, dude. Yeah, it's, that's an all. He's an all-time great. I find him a little annoying now, but Jericho's like. I loved his DVDs. You know, I loved getting his DVDs. His books were great. I read oh, all yeah. of his books. Um, and but the dude, I mean, I like that when Jericho. Every time he came back, he always disappeared a little bit, right? Took a break, and and rightfully so. He had to, wanted to get his mentals in order, and he always came back and reinvented himself. Yes, and when he came back with that light up jacket in two thousand seven, oh. My God! But even later than that, or no, sorry, the light-up jacket was 2011, I think. 2007 was the short hair, which was yeah. like really cool. But even later than that, when he came back and he was doing the list, he yeah. got that over. You know, that's and then I mean, one of my favorite segments in recent wrestling was him and Kevin Owens in the list thing. That was such a good, great 
awesome segment that got over. Uh, he is so good at reinventing himself, like you said. I mean, a great example for all wrestlers to look at how you, you kind of keep your career going. And also, if you want to be a, a, on a side rock star on the side, you know? Yeah. yeah. What a life. What a life. Fuzzy. He, he is great on the mic. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. I wouldn't say an all timer, but like it was an it was enough where he's up there though. I was I was excited. I was like, all right, here yeah. we go. I mean, even I still remember when he did the thousand yeah. holds when he's in WCW. Armar, yeah, so <laughs> and he went to commercial and it came back and he's still doing it. It's so I good. love that angle. This feud with Malenko. Yes, it's so good. Yeah. Well, that was uh, definitely a fun moment to reach out for Ryan for. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. So with mine. Oh, so you're not even gonna take Jericho? Nope that was that was <laughs> that was Ryan's pick. Okay. Um, if I say Irish, who do you guys think? Ken Shamrock. No. Walsh. No. Fifth Finlay. No. Roddy Roddy Piper. No. Becky Lynch. Nope. I'm done guessing. The Demon King. Oh. I like. I love the dark. I love the dark presence. Yes. Oh yeah. Yes. Brian doesn't know who this is. Right. <laughs> I yo. I've been listening to his theme song lately. I've been listening. I've been on a big kick so of his entrance theme. So mm-hmm. And the portrayal of a demon changes match to match. Yeah. He never paints it the same way twice, which is that's dedication. Obviously, he probably has an artist, but um, again, the theatrics, I think, is the biggest thing for me. And good God, what a tough dude. I mean, he literally, in yeah. WrestleMania this year, got his head split open. Yeah. And they pretty much like stapled it back, and he kept going. <laughs> and he went into it injured, too. Finn's yeah. been hurt a lot. That's been his biggest issue. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. He, I mean, he, he was like the champion. first universal champion, yeah. and then he got hurt in that matchup. Yeah. He's Great an picture. interesting one, because he's got so much. I feel like he's been around for so long. Like, he wrestled once in... Where we we've run shows in North Tonawanda at the the fire hall we used to run run shows at. And yeah. he ran he ran he wrestled Daniel or Brian Danielson there once. And yeah, a long time ago. Part of the NWA tournament, the uh, heavyweight title tournament years ago. That's and now cool, he, though, to know him before the big Yeah, this have seen him then, yeah. And he's been around for a while, but at the same time, he feels like his time in WWE, he still has a lot of story to tell about like yeah. his yeah. career. I mean, he, he looks so young. Japan, he right? looks so young. Oh, he's yeah. Huge in Japan. When he went to Japan, oh, yeah. did the Bullet Club stuff. That's what really got him. I think. Yeah. 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 He brought, yeah. he did his Balor Club stuff here. So, like, his legacy still has, it's not completely written yet, I feel like. Yeah. I want, like, so in terms of where he's going to end up, in terms of like the, when we talk about the greats of all time, or even the greats of like this current you know, generation or time frame, it's 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 almost kind of incomplete. Yeah, and I'm I always he's one of those two that every time he does his finisher, I'm just concerned that he's going to roll his ankle. <laughs> <laughs> I like to go, please just let it go well, because I don't want him to be injured again. <laughs> Same thing, yeah. So excellent, like, I love that. Yeah, great pick, and a great. uh Fake pick with Jericho. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Oh, I can't be going. <laughs> Dang. Alex got me all turned around here. <laughs> <laughs> hey, bye. 
<laughs> a cameo from Brian's wife. She didn't get a cameo. She's not even on screen. Oh, Bye. there she is. Bye. There we go. <laughs> I can cut that out. Yeah, <laughs> leave it in there. Oh. We're raw and uncut around here. What a good one. That's a good joke. That was a good joke. It was worth it. Uh, I'm sleeping on the couch tonight. I sleep every night. It's just a joke. So, Brian, do, yeah. a little, do a little research. Check out some intros. Nah, I won't. <laughs> do that. <laughs> <laughs> just being honest. Yeah, I don't know fair. if I'll get to it. I don't pitch me, pitch me music to listen to. I do better with it. His intro. He does have a great intro music. He yeah. does. Check out his yeah. intro. It has a Star Wars-esque feel. Oh. Yeah. I yeah. would say. Yeah, it's got like an orchestral type flair to it. Interesting. Yeah. Uh boy. Okay. Um I haven't taken anyone too old school. Like Shawn Michaels is kind of old school. Um trying to have a variety here. I don't really go current at all. Like I literally cut it off after the attitude era. So let me take my first ECW guy. Probably a reach here in a way, but I don't really care. Um, Mr. Saturday Night, Rob Van Dam. Okay. One of my favorite wrestlers to watch in the ring. Just super fun. Five Star Frog Splash is one of my favorite finishers. I've always loved it. Yeah, I know other guys have done it. You know, it's not a new move, but, you know, he sold it out big time. Oh, he made it look like it hurt him just as much as the person who's doing it to every time. Which probably yeah. wasn't even an act. <laughs> yeah. he, he messed up his ribs pretty good. And I liked how he had kind of a martial arts kind of like spin on it. You know what I mean? Like part of him and the way he wrestled was, you know, he kind of had that like karate kid kind of like attitude. I was cool with the 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 whole of just like leotard thing that he had, the onesie. Uh, I was cool with that, you know. Not many oh, guys. Oh god, he was also really singlet. hot in WWE. Ah, for I got a while. to it. I got to it, man. The singlet, the singlet. Yeah, there the airbrush singlets were yeah. really cool. Yeah, yeah. He, he he got big in WWE too. Even I mean, the Van uh, Damnator. He didn't get oh, to yeah. do as much uh, in WWE. They started cutting that out. But the Van Damnator was my favorite. And is it you know of tag teams? You were asking me like favorite tag teams. If that was like an East Sleep List thing. Um, him and Sabu would be way, way the f up there because we those do that. dudes in ECW were highly <laughs> entertained, ridiculously, absurdly entertaining together. Yeah, so big fan of RVD. Yeah, and they they used to put them on the their finish was always they put them on the table and Van Dam did the splash and Sabu did the leg drop. Things just came flying across the ring together. I can still picture to this day. That was it was so sick. There's one video where the table almost went through RVD's eye. They were off. They were off just a, like a just a hair. The timing was off just a hair, and the table flipped up, and it it literally got this close to his eye. It was like a point of part of the table. Would have went through. Oh jeez, he would have yeah, Ray Mysterioed. Yeah. He, yeah. Oh, he probably would have. And, uh, and we would love him as a listener. <laughs> And, you know, he's just, he was just my first, like, introduction into, you know, what guys are willing to do, like, to really put their bodies on the line. Like, as I started watching these, obviously, there's other guys that were even crazier. Man, 
kind, you know, Mick Foley is one of the most insane people ever to put his body on the line for entertainment. But, you know, I love the way that Rob Van Dam was willing to put himself out there in some crazy table ladder chairs matches and stuff. So he's in great shape now still. Is it like he, he did? He went down him and his new wife went down to Costa Rica or whatever. And they did all this like stem cell stuff. Oh. And he's like phenomenal shape because of that stuff. Oh, yeah. And he is, he Van Dam is very, he was very strong. Like he has his own, he invented his own, like a uh, weight lift where he did like, it was like a split and he does uh, some kind of, cur- I think it's a curl. And he, he, he said, obviously when you invented, I guess you set your own world record for it. Yeah. But, uh, but uh, he, he's, he's kind of like for being not the biggest guy and for being an aerial guy, he's actually very, like he's got like that sneaky strength, but you don't expect the out of it. Out of somebody of his stature, and he's from Battle Creek, Michigan. So yeah, he's a Michigan Wolverine fan. So I may draft another wrestler based on Michigan. Just saying. <laughs> you oh always, boy. always find a way to tie in the NCAA. Michigan, I can. It worked. Um, but Battle Creek is Battle Creek is. Do you think that's more Michigan State territory or or only forty blue. minutes apart? The blue. Yeah. Sparty and and um, the Wolverines are only forty minutes apart, so there's a lot more Michigan thought, uh, talk than I signed up for. Sorry, our <laughs> heels real quick. No, we are not good currently. So, <laughs> uh, Johnny, you have two picks here, and right now I need to ask the group: um, when Johnny makes his second pick, it will be under the fourth round. Do we want to end it on four, or do we want to go to a fifth? I can keep going. I could do fifth, but I got to leave right after my fifth pick. I got to go pick up the. I say let's just if we kind of pick up the steam a little bit, we can we can get all five in. Yeah. Okay. Agreed. All right. So uh, for my next uh, pick, I'm not only am I picking this guy, but I'm going to give him the belt because I think he can talk you into the building. I'm going Roddy Piper here. Oh yeah. For my next one, one of my all time favorites. I'm very happy he's still around. He's one I thought would get picked before I could pick him. Uh, I love Roddy Piper. Uh, he's the one that after I was a Hulkamaniac and he started feuding with Piper, I was like, this Piper guy's kind of cool. <laughs> uh, so, and also has one of the best fight scenes in uh, movie history. <laughs> they live. We just talked yeah. about this the other day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, so that's my third, but my fourth, uh, I'm going to go with, Oh God, this is so tough. I, I'm going to go with my heart, my soul, uh, Arn Anderson. I'm going to go Arn Anderson for my for my next one. I love Arn Anderson. This second time, I've been very lucky to meet a lot of famous people because I do. I used to do a lot of uh, comic conventions and stuff as an artist. Uh, I was very fortunate to get to talk to Arn Anderson once, uh, and this is when I was already doing podcasts. And it was only the second time Mick Foley being the first time I met him. The second time that I was ever starstruck uh, was talking to Arn Anderson and him actually asking me because this is right when he was starting his podcast about how to do podcasts. <laughs> oh. It was just such a cool moment. So uh, Arn Anderson, uh, an criminally underrated talker, too, by the way. Like the fact that he doesn't get brought up when I talk about uh, uh, people who can do a good promo, good God, that guy was so great. And 
his spine buster is one of the coolest moves in wrestling history, in my opinion. I love yes, his spine buster. So I'm going Arn Anderson with my fourth pick. Arn's kind of like that guy that he might not be the best in the world at one aspect of wrestling, but he's very, very good at everything he did. Well rounded, yes. Yeah, just very like maybe in terms of like yeah, like he's a he's a very good talker. He was a very good wrestler. He is, yeah, he was a very good heel. Yeah, you know, the, just every aspect of it, he was just at least very good at it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Roddy Piper's Piper's Pit is probably my favorite thing from the early nineties. The one thing I take out of, I and I remember the most. I met him once, and he's a, he was a great. He was a really good dude. That's what I heard. He, he yeah, cared about the boys. He, he cared this. about the boys. He walked up and introduced himself to to me. Told me and everybody else. I'm like, that never happens. Yeah. No, that's cool. So that's so awesome. And he seems so likable. Like even when he was a yeah. heel, it's like, oh, like you were saying, John. Like, oh, I like this guy. Yeah, that was the second time that I cried when a wrestler passed away. Was Roddy Piper? Because I liked him so much. That day really sucked. I think that day actually just passed. No, his birthday was recently, I think. Yeah, I think Roddy's been gone for four or five years now. Yeah. Yeah. Been a little while. Well, uh, I'm going to take my only real wrestler I enjoyed so much out of WCW who was really like an icon of this WCW. I'll take Sting. Yeah. Fantastic pick. I mean, the the dude was cool, and I didn't even watch him wrestle. Like that's like like how cool he was. Like I loved the, the him showing up in the rafters. You know what I mean? Things like that. The Crow at the time was a movie that wasn't too far removed from our, you know, m- memory. You know, it had not it can't rain all the time. Is that something he says? I'm not gonna catch this. That's <laughs> the Crow. I'm the that's we- from the Crow. Yeah, I'm also not a huge fan of those movies. But I know they were cool. So, um, yeah, Sting brought an attitude that was that was fun. It was kind of like Undertaker. You know what I mean? It was like WC, but it was like if you were to blend Undertaker and like I don't know who from like WWE, but maybe like the the heights of Hogan when he was you know dominating. Like he was WCW. You know? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The the cover boy or whatever you want to call him. So even even as surfer sting as they like to call him, he was incredible. There's some fantastic matches with him and a certain cactus jack that I would recommend. Those are really good. But uh I mean uh, to back you up, Brian, when he became that version of Sting, I recently went back and watched Nitros and like they went weeks with him just being in a rafters or something and he never spoke. And it was so freaking cool that the fact that when he did finally speak, it was such a great moment because they, they just kept building up the fact that he wasn't talking yet. Uh, it's so cool. Steve Borden. Never knew his name. until just. I think I've liked just about anything Sting ever did except for Main Event Mafia. Oh, I, pretend that, I pretend that don't exist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, another great match is uh, Hillman, Jeff Hardy, and TNA. <laughs> oh, oh boy! <laughs> I've seen uh, I've seen a clip on YouTube. What is the match about? Where like almost a hundred of them dressed like Sting? What was that about? There Which, was a time. If this is WCW, there was a time where there were fake Stings. 
yeah, oh. that NWO was doing. That might be what you're talking about. It was it with Jeff Jarrett. It was it Sting versus Jeff Jarrett, where there was all these fake stings that were outside uh, yes. the ring? Yes, and Jeff Jarrett so, yeah. was was punching them all. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> bound to get him sooner or later. <laughs> all right, Alex. Well. That might be the first steal of the draft. Because I was going to keep things back. And that was perfect representation. Yeah. Um, Take another Irish guy. I'm not going to. We already went through him. We took, I'm, I'm gonna we took take, a Scott. A Scottish guy went. Now time for an Irish guy. I'm, I'm going to. See, I'm going to take something that might be too new. No such thing. Maybe. I just won't get the reference and then everyone can <laughs> laugh at me. Anybody know who Ray Ripley is? Yes. Yes, she is incredible. Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> is that what you meant by incredible, Johnny? <laughs> no, she's. I meant as just as wrestling ability, uh, but yes, yeah. Very athletic. She just had a, a her and Charlotte's match at WrestleMania was incredible, by the way. Yeah, and then the Charlotte just up and retired again. I don't know. Yeah, she wants to do like bodybuilding or something. Yeah. But I figured nobody else broke the wall, so I would. She, I, what is she, 26? Something like yeah, that, she, yeah. Like She's going to be main eventing for the next 10 years if she wants to. She's, yeah. I mean, the sky's the limit for her easily. She, I mean, if she, they, they ran the, the, this route, what, this week they teased her and Solo Sokola facing Yeah, off. and the crowd went crazy for it. it yeah. Totally believable how good yeah. she is in the ring to the, the face uh, someone like Solo. I, she, I mean, she's, she could be, she might, she could, she, she's on the trajectory to be made, probably like maybe the top women's wrestler of all time. Oh. I think she has that ability for sure. Take that round yeah. So you're going to be, a loser. In- well, I mean, I would put Becky Lynch above Ronda Rousey, but yeah, yeah, as in just popularity. But yeah, uh, she is so good and so talented. I've I've liked her since I saw her in NXT. So, uh, man, so good. I was thinking yeah. either going with her or Paige, but Ray is. Mm. I think you made the right choice. Yeah, Paige. yeah, Paige is fine. I have nothing against her, but uh, Ripley is just so good. Paige, Paige is groundbreaking, but uh, Ray is. Yeah, here above has a presence about her. Yeah, yeah, she commands a room. Yeah, I've seen. Yeah, hmm. Mage commands hotel rooms. Um, all right, to get him. <laughs> I was hoping somebody pick up on that low hanging fruit. Yeah. Um, all right, so I am going to take uh, the inspiration behind myself getting into. Uh, Amateur wrestling. I'm going to go Kurt Angle here. Uh, a dude who picked up the sports entertainment so fast. Like, dude is it, such a good listener and talented. He was, a, you know, I, I think he won the WWE title within a year. I think it was within a year's time, maybe roughly about a year. Um, he, he understood it. You hear about Jim Cornette talking about him in, uh, I think he, trained in memphis and Mm -hmm. he picked it up like instantly just picked up you know timing and and so much more but his rise rise was was great watching him watching a dude who you know again uh, 
wrestled in high school, wrestled, like that was so cool for me. Wrestled in college, Olympic athlete, Olympic gold medalist. Um, that was amazing. That was amazing to me. I, I, I love Kurt and what he meant to the sport and, um, you know, his stuff in TNA was really good. It's still weird to think about how he, he lasted. He was in TNA, I think, longer than he was in WWE. Yes. Uh, which is something a lot of people don't think about. But, he, dude, all of his his entire body of work is really good, except for his last little bit. Um, he could have been in ECW if they hadn't did, did the whole yeah. thing when he showed up there. <laughs> he could have been. He could have been. Good thing he did not. But, um, yeah, he... Uh, God, what a career. What a career. Um, he, and he's also a great example of how you do comedy, but also still be believable in the ring. Yes. Like, yes. I don't care exactly. how funny he was. You would not take him lightly in the ring anyway, no matter what no. he's doing. No, he'll stretch the shit out of you. Probably the best technical wrestler of all time. Oh, he's yeah, got to yeah. be up there, right? And then, yeah. and then he, exactly as you put it, he and when it came to character work, you know, he could he could be the dead serious killing machine, or he could be that super super goofy, you know, character. And he either way, he'd knock it out of the park. Yeah. And good God, I still think about that match with him and Shane McMahon uh, when he's throwing him through the the oh. sign. That good God, that was one of the most brutal things i ever seen <laughs> <laughs> yeah i had some good stuff so yeah kurt's my uh fourth pick like all right mr jerka jerka your I'm, last two i'm gonna go my first one's gonna be uh brett the hitman heart because he like when you're when i was a kid it was um it started off like you start everyone at my age was you everyone was a fan of Hogan. And then eventually as you got older, you kind of either picked Brett or Sean. And I picked I was on team Brett. And you know, he's just he's just you know we go from one technical wrestler, Kurt Angle, to maybe even number two technical wrestler or number one, you know, whoever you know, I I think you can make a case for either one. One A, one B, I would say. Yeah, yeah, and it's a shame that they never got to wrestle each other because that match probably would have been oh God, yeah. blown the blown the house off. And you know, he was just that he was kind of like that underdog champion in the in the mid nineties, like like when he when they put the belt on him, you know, with the circumstances why they did that, you know, you know, I it, it, it I hope it, you know, they say it's because oh, you you know, they the steroid trial and they want to put it on somebody that didn't look like they're on steroids or whatever. But, you know, he still, I still think he, he did earn it based off of his in-ring ability and his wit. And he still made it a connection, to the crowd, especially, you know, going out to the ring, finding that little kid, giving him those sunglasses. I was so jealous of how, all those kids. Who got oh those my God. Glasses. Yeah. <laughs> how could you, how can you beat that as a face, as a face, you know, move. I put that up there with Mysterio giving it one of the masks away. Oh yeah, like for little kids, like man, I wish I was, when I was a kid. I, wish I used to give away my aviators because Brett do it because Brett did it. When I came out with the aviators, we found like I found like a cheap website where I got a ton of them for real low, and I used to just hand them out to kids. One of the, my favorite pictures of, of me in wrestling is is a kid that like his just face is just beaming like ear to ear because the glasses. And That's right. I'm a nobody. I'm a nobody. Brett Hart was like somebody and there was the yeah. kids that were crying you know getting those glasses so 
Yeah. And then and then you and Brett's like his career in WWE, like he goes from that that baby face to the, for so many years, and then he gets in that feud of Austin, and that starts slowly changing him over. He has that awesome match at WrestleMania 13 with him. And then he turns into that heel and he just turns into that, you know, back then I hated it, but looking back on it, I'm like, Ooh, that's that, that was such good shit that he did. Like in being turned into that heel turn with the heart foundation and the, and the pro Canada anti us stuff. Do you think that would have happened if Hogan didn't turn heel? I've never thought about that. Actually. I've been thinking about that recently. I'm like, man, I wonder if I always wondered if Vince regretted not, putting Hogan heel or trying something new with them. And then, and then, you know, they Hogan went heel in 96 and then Brett goes heel in 97. Hmm. Right, that's that. something I never thought of. That's a good point. Let's talk, but no politics. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's nostalgia also- Funhouse now. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's, I mean, another wrestler who's been a part of major moments in pro wrestling right i mean still to this day i think we're all confused what was a work what wasn't a work when it comes to the montreal screw job right of course uh, so i mean just that moment in itself uh one of my one of the first wrestling documentaries i ever loved was his uh was the one about him during that moment the shit wrestling with shadows or yeah whatever it was called something like that and oh god what a man that made me really like the guy because before that i was like man this guy's just as a kid, it's like this guy's boring, right? You just, I had I had this weird hangout with guys who had submission finishers. I don't know why, but uh, like when I watched that documentary, it's like this guy's this guy's freaking good. <laughs> you know what? I liked the submission wrestlers back then because it was something I thought I could like, apply to my friends and stuff. Like I didn't think I could pick up somebody up and slam them. So it was, I guess, I kind of related with those guys. And I it's kind uh, of one one time I had somebody put me in the figure four. And I realized that, hey, this actually does hurt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my dad used to do that shit to me all the time. He put me in the sharpshooter. He put in the uh, put me in the, the 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 figure four, all that stuff. He's just try all these wrestling moves out. Yeah, it's really easy to sell it because it really does hurt. By the way, <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe my wife. Or when my buddy at a party one time put me in the Triple H Indian Deathlock, he did. Oh, <laughs> and we didn't even talk about the greatest uh, moment Hulk Hogan when his submission. Where he knocked oh. that guy out unconscious and got sued for it. Oh yeah, <laughs> Matt. When you brought up handing out glasses, it made me think back to Rey Mysterio, where he'd have that cover mask. Oh, would, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Find somebody along the way to the ring. Go forehead to forehead. He might You're, say something. Might Alex, not. are you drunk? A little bit, but he would. Okay, because I said this already. Did you? <laughs> yes. Oh Jesus Christ! No, it's okay. You're backing me up. I take it. I take the back oh. up. There it is. Anyway, <laughs> it was really on. cool. Yeah, it was very cool. <laughs> Jarka, number five. All right. Um, I picked some older ones, so I'm gonna pick like some more classic wrestlers. I want to pick up somebody newer ish. Also, Johnny Baby. Life. What? <laughs> I might be drunk. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick Brian Danielson here. Yeah, great choice. Yeah. yeah, I I mean another another kind of I guess we're going on a little run on technical wrestlers here, but dude, that you know he's not that big. He's only like five seven five eight. I he was he wrestled Finn Balor at that at that show in at, at in North Tonawanda, and I ran off that after this. I was there as a fan. I ran up to him afterwards and shook his hand after that. And he's not 
but he, he you would never re- you don't really realize that when he's wrestling though because he's so good. He's just uh, no matter who you he's kind of like you put him in that same category as like Ric Flair. You can't get a bad match out of Dan Brian Daniel Brian Danielson. It's no matter who you put put in the ring with their they're going to look great and it's going to be a great match. I mean, he got that, he got that yes chance so big that it, it went past wrestling. Yes. They had, they, they were, he he was so got himself so over that they had to have him win the belt at WrestleMania because they couldn't deny it anymore. That was my last favorite storyline. I think maybe Kofi, maybe Kofi's, but Daniel, Daniel Bryan's was like my last, like, I'm invested in this all the yeah. way. It yes. felt really genuine uh, to me. And I uh, also am a big uh, uh, defender of Team Hill No. <laughs> yeah, those skits were so good. I really love that team. That, they're such a great, Hillman Kane are such a great combo. It's a, I think I think Danielson gets, uh, So I remember early on in his career, that it was like, oh, he's not that good of a promo and stuff like that. And I, I think that was, kind of bull i always thought that he was he was he did enough to he knew enough to get himself make himself at least a good promo i looked forward to his promos like even when he went to like that uh remember when he he was a champion and he changed the belt because he was oh, I love all that. That. oh he I was hipster hipster yeah, I love that stuff he was so good I, as that yeah i love the organic yeah. uh world title that was uh, i'm not a belt person but if i I would love to buy that belt. <laughs> yeah. Oh heck yeah! It's so cool. He, he but he, uh, like even today in AEW, he's he's really like. I know he has. They haven't put the belt on him yet, but they, they at some point they need to give him give him some props and let him have a little bit of a, at least even a, just a transitional title run there. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I don't even like, know about this guy, and I'm not even in the scene at all. <laughs> he's he's just like even no matter in WWE no matter what they tried to do with him he still always made him one way or another he had to be a cornerstone and then you now he's in AEW and he's still he absolutely needs to still be a cornerstone there he really reminded I think the reason I was drawn to him was he really reminded me of Mick Foley in that uh, he was able to get himself over and who he was wrestling over like both of them got over, both of them looked good, you know, like, uh, it was just such an incredible mm-hmm. thing. I mean, I remember cause I was a Bray Wyatt fan when he was doing the Wyatt family stuff. Cause I thought that was a really neat, interesting character. And then I don't know what happened after that. Uh, but when he was wrestling, had that program with, uh, Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson, like that match they had is actually an incredibly good match. And a lot of people don't think, uh, Bray Wyatt can wrestle, whatever you think, but that match is really good. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it, this is the old saying is the, like they said for Flair. I think you could apply to Dan, Danielson is you you could get a three star ma- match out of a broomstick. Oh yeah, and don't tell me he can't do a promo. That thing, that stuff with him and the Miz, that's Chef's Kiss oh, my. stuff right there. Uh, yeah, whether well, you know that whether when that, that talking smack. Thing yeah. that happened whether that was a shoot or a work i mean who really cares it was awesome it was yeah. incredible yeah yeah very good but man all right my last pick uh i'm gonna take my favorite heart um i'm gonna take owen here oh yeah i loved owen 
I loved. I think Owen was. I actually think Owen was a better worker than Brett. And he was maybe, my he was my favorite heart as well. Yeah. And I I loved both of them, but I I just I felt like like Owen. Okay, maybe not worker. I think Owen and Brett were on on par as far as working, but as far as entertainment goes, I will give the edge to to Owen as far as the entertainment aspect of it, the promos. The it, you know uh, it, he had the whole that little asshole brother thing just nailed to like to a T and he rode with it man and he put on some really great matches I I just watched one with him in 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 uh, I think it was Benoit in Japan uh, Benoit was like be Pegasus best. kid mm-hmm. uh, it was like a Super J Cup uh, tournament and and he's he's out there in a, just a yellow singlet just. And it was just, it was so clean. I mean, him and him and Brett at, at WrestleMania 10 was. Uh, that's a great match. One, yeah. Like, so like people don't talk about that enough. Owen was, was just, man, his work ethic was, was so good. He was so fun to watch. I can, I, I always watch his stuff and he was so ahead of his time. Oh yeah. Uh, with, with a lot of the, the, the high flying stuff, like people weren't doing that, especially at his size. Um, uh, not that he was a, a a huge dude, but at that time, a lot of people weren't trying the stuff that he did. So I always liked Owen a lot. Him dying, it didn't really hit me. Death hit as a concept really didn't hit me when he passed away. But um, that one, that one's my first. That was your first, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's sad listening to. I I listen a lot of like the Conrad Thompson shows, and I I. I try to pick up everybody's takes on it. JR's, Bruce Pritchard's, um, Jeff Jarrett's, you know, it takes on it. Kurt Angle, it, it's, it, it paints a, a pretty wild picture. It's, yeah. it's literally a day that re- the wrestling world stood still. Yeah. Up a moment. It was so shocking. I definitely remember it. Two days yeah. after my eighth birthday, I had actually, I had just gotten his action figure for my birthday that year. Oh, and man. then that just happened. That was crazy. Yeah, really. What a my favorite terrible heel. moment. It's my favorite heel, by the way. That was like I. I think it was in middle school, and I. We I didn't watch like we didn't have the pay, I didn't watch the pay per view that night. I, uh, but then I turned on the TV, and I always had it set for, like as soon as I wake up the like the Today Show or whatever on Channel yeah. Two, and it was like seven o'clock. Turn it on. First headline: Boom! Owen Hart died. I'm like, what? Like just completely out of the blue to me that they just I won't forget that and I won't forget the raw the night after because that was kind of like the first unfortunately like the first raw tribute to somebody that died yeah that's a really yeah. emotional raw to watch yeah. yeah but I love I love Owen I, I pick him in any game I can find um, you know that he's in any of the old video games that he was in um yeah i i'm trying to find he's got a book out oh somebody did a book it was like owen hart king of pranks i ordered it it never it never made it here it got stuck in lancaster in the the, the post office oh, and it never made it to you. my house um <laughs> but it, it, i really want to I, I really want to get it uh the dude who does a podcast with dutch mantel i think put it together and he does a really does a really good job it's a big book and uh yeah, I want to grab it. At some that's a, that's some of my favorite stories you can hear wrestlers tell is the uh, pranks that Owen would pull. Oh my god, those are some fun stories. 
Yeah. Unless they're probably unless they're being done to you, then they're probably not near as fun. But <laughs> hearing, about them, hearing about them third hand is pretty great. <laughs> oh, for sure. I I think Brett told one at the uh, at the Hall of Fame thing where he did something to Harley Race's chili and pissed him yes. off. And then he did. It was a couple other pranks. Oh God! I, the prank Bruce phone Richard, calls. Bruce Fisher talked about that on his podcast. Yes, the, the chili. And then the next day at whatever or whatever. Harley Race came and and he got back on him by tasting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it he what did he didn't he like keep prank calling like uh was it hacksaw or something that somebody something I think before. he did I think he did it to a bunch of people. He he in the hotel room he came yeah. on the room room number kept calling their foot their phone to tell it that they were pretending to be some fan or something. They wanted to fight him in the in the hotel lobby. <laughs> Uh, amazing. I love that his on in ring persona is basically the same as his out of ring persona. Oh, he was great. He was great. He's a troll. <laughs> but he's also he also seemed to be like universally loved by other wrestlers. Yeah. Yeah. So good pick, dude. Thank you. I gotta bounce, guys. Have fun with the rest of the right. episode. I love y'all. All right. Take care. Love you too, man. Easy, man. Good seeing you. Bye. Good seeing y'all. Alex, I'm torn. Um, both known for wearing masks. I think old school wins here. I'm going to go with Kane. Mm-hmm. Hellfire and Brimstone. It's got to be Kane. It's got to be. It's got to be Kane. The red One of the greatest man. debuts in wrestling history. Um. Again, just the theatrics, the dark image. It's kind of a theme here for me. No, I get that. <laughs> but um, you guys have helped me sort this out. Like, is it like quote unquote brother or actual brother to under? Uh, I mean, I don't want to break kayfabe here. <sighs> I do. Yeah, it's, it's do quote. It. It's quote unquote. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. I had a um, feeling that, you know, squared away. He did play. Did he was a de- he was a dentist before he was his brother, you know. And a Christmas tree. Oh, and a Christmas tree. Yes. Did you ever hear about that? He, yes. was, not, <laughs> he was not one of the other Undertakers. Oh no, man. that no. was Brian Lee. Yeah. Okay. I wasn't. Wasn't he the? Wasn't he going to be the? Or he was? Or he was going to be the fake Diesel? I can't he, remember. Or was he? I think he was. I think he was too. Yeah. Yeah. He had a lot of gimmicks. When Diesel and uh, well, when Scott Hall and Kevin Nash went to WCW, right? Uh, WWF at the time decided they were still going to quote unquote have these guys were going to show up on Raw, uh, but it wasn't obviously it wasn't really them. It was other wrestlers pretending to be those two characters. So it was the, it was fake Diesel and fake uh, uh, Razor. So the new Razor Ramon and Diesel. Yeah. <laughs> so the other one I was thinking about, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say neither one of you guys are gonna pick it. Uh Bray Wyatt the Fiend. If you said Bray Wyatt the uh of the Wyatt family, I would one million percent back you up. That Bray Wyatt is incredible. That Bray Wyatt gave some of the best promos that really blew me away. Like just the way he talked, his cadence even in his delivery. 
he really felt like a backwoods cult leader. And that was just really freaking cool to me. But I, man, I wanted to like him so much, but he was one of those where he never won. It seemed like he never won any of his feuds. And I think it kind of hurt his character. Yeah, definitely. I'm sure that's detrimental to anybody never winning. So he was then the, the fiend. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the, the, fiend really, fiend really cool. the fiend's pretty good, but it's, it, it, it had a lot of potential. I know what he, like he was trying to do something really outside the box and he, and I don't think they had the right people and creative to really get it to where he wanted his vision to be or where he wanted to be. Yeah. And because, and then when it, when you had, when you have, he needed, I don't know who was the right people, but the right people weren't there to do it. And it came, a lot of that stuff that he tried to do came off really cheesy. Not that there isn't cheesy stuff in wrestling already, but it came off like overly, like, like this is really dumb. Like, like and they had a chance here. recently to get them back over again. And I, I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> I don't know. He, I guess he's hurt or he's sick yeah. or I, I, nobody I no really idea. knows right now what's going on with him. I it's thought you mystery. were staying there for a minute, like they like got together and they were like, <laughs> the, mm, more or less. I mean, that's how they came up with the Christmas tree with Kane in Memphis. <laughs> that's the, the story that I heard. <laughs> Man, I, really, I could just listen to Memphis stories, though. That's that got to be some of the most fun stuff to hear. Yeah. Memphis stories. Those are some wild times. Yeah. I mean, just from the Andy Kaufman stuff, I would <laughs> yeah. listen to. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. yeah, Bray White, I think, is uh, he's a sentimental favorite for me, too. So. I'm not mad at you for that pick. What was I even going to say? Oh, it doesn't matter. Small children. Anyways, uh, <laughs> I need to make my last pick. Don't. I want to pick a really good, like, technical wrestler, but I feel like we've, like, picked our way through, like, the obvious ones. So I guess I'm going to go with somebody I know is not a good wrestler. But I just loved what he represented, and uh, it's going to continue with the ECW theme here. And uh, I'll just uh, I'll throw one of these up. <gasps> New Jack, baby. Yeah. One of what one of the most absurd wrestlers ever. I would hope the only wrestler to actually officially kill somebody uh, mm. in his previous occupation of being a. Uh, repossessor he would he would go and collect vehicles that were not being paid for anymore and allegedly he, allegedly <laughs> yes and he had the massive to, uh, don't even forget about the the mass transit thing that happened yeah <laughs> good god <laughs> so you know supposedly he shot someone and uh either well, way man. his matches were alex do you know this guy new jack it's foreign to me okay oh my god ecw legend especially when it came to wrestling in buffalo buffalo loved him so what he would do is he would bring one of those stupid huge aluminum garbage cans right and he would park it out in, in the front like as they the, you're going through the you know the security or whatever right mm-hmm. and you were encouraged to bring whatever the hell you wanted from your house and put it in that garbage can if you put it in that garbage can probably was going to use it in the match that night that's awesome my brother went to a show at the Burt Flickinger Center, and 
<laughs> uh, someone had brought an old school Nintendo and tossed it in there, <laughs> and he smashed a dude in the head with an old oh, school Nintendo. I'm as sure a retro as a retro gamer, that makes me uh, cringe a little bit. That's, that's what, what if what if the console's already dead? And dude, okay, he, that, that's all right. Yeah, he at this one show. I don't know if it's the same show, but one show in, in Buffalo. He broke his ribs off of doing one of his, you know, jumps off the turn, turnbuckle, and Yeesh. he went up to the balcony. balcony and did it again. And then he went up to the balcony and he did it again. <laughs> Fucking animal! He's crazy. He was covered in scars, just like Sabu from his matches. Just nuts. And um, he died not too long maybe about three years ago now maybe four two years. or three years ago yeah something like that yeah like it yeah. wasn't too long it was either right before or right after his dark side of the ring came out about yeah he was not a good wrestler like not not really good at i didn't think he was good at taking bumps really like um maybe with the weapons he was a little bit better he was able to sell those a little better but, but he was somebody who i think uh just a fan like me was like I would if I was a wrestler I would not want to be in the ring with him because I think he could legit hurt me. <laughs> right. And you would obviously only certain people got to go in the matches with him. Yeah. The other guy that I was thinking of taking was Tommy Dreamer. For more or less uh, I was a Tommy Dreamer guy when it came to ECW. Yeah. yeah. Tommy I mean he was a pretty good wrestler back in the day when he was in his younger days before he became the yeah. alcoholic um which was part of his shtick but it wasn't part yeah. of his shtick because he's actually an alcoholic. Um Yeah. Tommy Dreamer? Yeah, I'm thinking of the right guy. Or my, no, who am I thinking I, Sandman. 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 You're Sandman. thinking of Sandman. Yeah. Sandman. Sandman. Tommy yeah. Dreamer doesn't drink. <laughs> yeah, two different people. Sandman I don't want to. Is... Sorry, I didn't mean to, that Tommy Dreamer. I get I get mixed up sometimes. Of my Sandman story. is, yeah, Sandman is. <laughs> There's some stories about the Sandman. I oh, think. yeah. <laughs> well, he does local shows still for us, doesn't he here? He'll, he'll the pop Sandman? Up. Yeah. He. Mm, he has. He's been on a couple. I was on a show with him a few years ago in Lockport. Um, he, the one, uh, one of the, the only, one of the few times I've cried on a show was because when I was watching him come out through the crowd, like he did in ECW, and I was sitting back there with my my ref gear on stuff, watching it. And I just started. I next thing I knew, I had a tear come out. I'm like, oh my god, I'm at ECW. I'm on an ECW show. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I I mean Sam I love the Sandman I love I love New Jack too. Oh my God! I mean yeah they they Sandman had best entrance in wrestling history. <laughs> That's oh, yeah. why I'm trying to find those tapes <laughs> just to show because it's not the same when you watch it on the network because you can't they don't you can't listen to Enter Sandman when he comes yeah. out. It's yes. not the same. I I, I, I want to show. And how brave was it to use a Metallica song when they famously don't like anybody using their stuff? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> w or ECW is like, what's Napster? I don't even know what that. Yeah. Yeah, they well, probably that was, used Napster. That was before Napster. Yeah. Yeah, those years before Napster. I'm so. Yeah. Oh man, I I used LimeWire. Now you're taking me back. <laughs> I was a, I was mostly Morpheus. Oh, there I remember we go. that one too. Yeah, I, yeah. I was a Frostwire guy because it was LimeWire Pro rebranded. Oh, LimeWire would get you something worse than Lyme disease. Yeah, it gets you Rick rolled. <laughs> Morpheus gave my computer AIDS a bunch. 
Yeah, it messed mine up too, but I had a lot of great CDs come from it. <laughs> yeah, I ended up buying a lot of CDs because of downloading it, which... Me too, actually. Yeah, yeah it's people that, you know, they were right about this, not to get on off tangent, but they were right about, you know, it was eventually going to lead to what happened to the music industry, but at the same time, it also didn't hurt it as much at the time, in my opinion. Kind of a free trial in a way. I think, yeah. A more intimate experience for fans because now if you truly care about these artists and you do want to support them well guess what dude step up buy the ticket go there and buy their merch yes Mm -hmm. or before you didn't used to do that you would just burn their songs for free and then you were complaining about it it's a good psa there oh right like i was in a band or something right make (laughs) people to buy cds and yet i have 500 still for sale for sale also also a great south park episode Oh yeah, it, it, yeah. Top where all these yeah, you know, all these bands are against downloading. <laughs> but, but Brian, but, but back to New Jack, and kind of this ties in with our the music podcast. Uh, his theme song is my favorite rap song of all time. Natural Born Killers. Oh yeah, yeah. And I, every other rap song I listen, to, like I like other rappers, and I like other rap songs but nothing else can match that song in terms that's why i probably don't get too much in the rap because everything else just seems weak as shit compared to i'm a i'm a nas one mic guy i love that song ordering out for nas and one mic great song yeah. look it up i'm sorry i'm hurt I, I, my non-nas experience last summer where my concert was canceled about one week for the show I, I saw him nas and godsmack and little kim together yeah, you beat What a fucking bill that is. Yeah. That's yeah. amazing. <laughs> yeah. That, that was at our um, yeah, I do. at our at my college. They put that but look at her. No, I stand alone with one mic and putting those two bands together. <laughs> <laughs> well, well Kim called us the wrong school. Oh, of course. <laughs> Thank you, University of Boston. <laughs> What's up, Buff State? <laughs> The UB. I bet that happens way more than we think. Because <laughs> they tour, these people tour a lot of places, and I bet they just get confused sometimes. That's what <laughs> yeah, I call it the wrong city. Yeah, didn't Hulk Hogan do that? Didn't Hulk Hogan do that? I think Hulk Hogan did that once, right? At WrestleMania? I'm not thinking right. Your best you yes. your I think he did. Yeah. Oh, when, or Primus, when I saw Primus, they played in uh, North Tonawanda at. Uh, the Gratwood Park show, it was for free. And Les Claypool went, called it Niagara Falls, and everyone went, because he's technically not wrong, but nobody <laughs> would actually say that. It would say yeah. Buffalo. Yeah. <laughs> I suppose. You suppose, do you? Mr. Townsend, your final pick. All right, this is tough because. Uh... There's a lot of guys that we like to pick for this. I mean, I'm a big Miz guy. I mean, I'm a big Sergeant Slaughter guy. I'm a big William Regal guy. But I want to pick somebody who I think is current. And um, I just really love watching this guy go right now. And he's great on the mic and everything else. I'm going to go with uh, Kevin Owens, KO. Here, I really like watching this guy. He's a big dude who can move. Uh, Such one of my favorite... Uh, newer matches is the one with him and Sami Zayn. I mean, they have a whole history together anyway, and they kind of mm-hmm. build on that and that match uh, and the stuff he's doing now. Oh man, uh, 
I really love the pop-up powerbomb. I think his is great. I don't like that he does a stunner. It's just me personally. Uh, but the pop-up yeah. powerbomb is, is amazing. Uh, but this dude is so great. I mean, I alluded to it earlier, the stuff with him and Jericho, and Jericho was doing the list. That What a great time that was. Uh, but I'm going to go Kevin Owens as my current guy for for now. I love watching that guy. And um, very, I think he can uh, really keep my promotion really going for some very solid matches. And he's one of those guys that came up in the Indies, you know, in whatever Quebec it was, and he worked all, you know, through the Northeast. And then he got he from got himself bigger, got into the you know, Ring of Honor early on, started getting big in PWG out in L.A., and he just kind of rose up the ranks on his own. And I don't know if we really have any other guys on our list that would really, we could say was well, Finn Balor. We could say probably, I think. We, yeah, I would say Finn Balor. Yeah. But yeah, representing that the indie guy that made it big. Well, and, and Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson. I would oh, say. yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Danielson too. But yeah, I mean, so. I first heard about him with uh, PWG. Like that's when I was first discovering PWG is during its highlight era of having all these guys there that are incredible and are kind of household names in wrestling now. Uh, but yeah, good God. He's the stuff with him and Sami Zayn is like, you can find any match with those two and you're going to like it pretty much. Yeah. I saw him at a ring of honor show like, Oh, five Oh six around mm-hmm. Buffalo where he was just in like a scramble match and he was Mr. Wrestling Kevin Steen. <laughs> it's kind of crazy to think or how he, you know, he went into that, that, anti-wrestling gimmick where he's wearing the gym shorts and the t-shirt and I'm everything that you, I'm wrestling's nightmare. I'm everything that, I don't know, Jim Cornette hates about wrestling. I am. <laughs> and then, and then he took it to, he managed to take it to WWE and, you know, they just molded it the right way where they could package it to break it to WWE. And he still managed to hit it out of the park. He'll still do it every once in a while. He'll do a move in a match that my jaw will drop. <laughs> yeah. Like, how's he doing it at this size? It's pretty incredible. Exactly, too. Yeah. Well, there it is. Mr. Irrelevant, Kevin Owens. And uh, completely irrelevant to me because I know nothing about <laughs> wrestling, really. <laughs> I think modern if, wrestling. If you would get into modern wrestling, Brian, I think you would like him because he's kind of a mixture of new and old school to me. He kind of yeah. mixes both pretty good. Well, I have access to a peacock now, and I'm not talking about the animal. <laughs> <laughs> I'd also be more flabbergasted if you were if it was the animal. <laughs> I know, and I just threw it out there as a weird brag out of nowhere. I have access <laughs> to a peacock. Hey, Jar- <laughs> What's up? Jarga, have you had any encounters with the butcher while you're refereeing? Yeah, I um Yeah, Andy? Yeah. yeah. He um I refed. I think it might have been their him and Pepper when they had their, when they first started tagging. I think I might have refed their first tag team match together, and I think they did it in in North Tonawanda. And I, I I did that. I think they wrestled. It was Daniel Garcia, who's in AEW now, and uh, um, a guy from Ontario named T- Tariq. I think that I think that was their first match to uh, as like a, as. The butch they weren't the butcher and the blade at the time, but they were kind of they were first they formed their tag team, I think, their first time there. Right. Yeah, then, uh, they got started in y'all's area, didn't they? Yeah. yeah. Pepper Pepper's yeah. from Buffalo. They're both they're both from Buffalo. Yeah. And, um Johnny Andy Williams is uh the guitarist for a local band called Every Time I Die. 
I knew that too. Yeah, that's a band I actually know. I've heard of. Yeah, and then um, they from Buffalo, big time. He Andy started. Um, it was pretty much him. Was uh, when they they had the every time they had a Christmas show in Buffalo. Uh, yeah. They started incorporating wrestling in the to start it off on on, and uh, I think for I don't the, think they for, started doing that until Riverworks. Yes, uh, for four years, the last four four of them, they did uh, wrestling shows with them, and on um, for three of them, I made it on there as I, yeah. I got the ref on them. And they were, that's, that's fucking awesome. Yeah, they're. I mean, the last show we they we were on, we did. Like the first time we did it, we the like there was a couple a hundred people like coming out for the start it, and then it kind of you know it, it build up, and there's probably like maybe like a thousand for the first time by by the time we got to our main event, and then by the is you know word grew and stuff that last main event of the last one we did, they had about three thousand people all just standing there watching it, and it was I've never I can't see any other time in my career my indie roughing career I've, I've ever seen that many people watch wrestling. Like that was kind of a part of that's awesome. It was, it's that's being on those shows, being a part of those shows are some of like the coolest things I've done. I don't want to just say my life maybe, but like my whole, definitely my wrestling career. Right on. I, yep. I, you had that, you had all those people there, you had wrestling and you had a whole like, like mini festival almost you could say about about the, the main amount of bands it wasn't like it was under 10 but you know and then you had like all the activities there you had like people curling and stuff you had uh like a like a bull ride and you had oh, we do it up here in buffalo johnny <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was it was it, it was an awesome experience i it's it's a shame what happened to the band but yeah. um all good things come to an end yeah i i know they they had uh Jordan for me to and they you know was it Steve and th- was it the drummer I think I kind of have they just debuted a new song oh. on their own did you know that no but I need to uh, do a little research yeah now. go investigate I think they just like this week it happened yeah. ooh okay yeah and then Andy's you know I Andy and Rat Boy were jamming together I, uh, within the last few months they posted something. Oh, and now it's called Sometimes We're Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Rat Boy's a good wrestling name. But, oh, uh, is, yeah. Rat Boy's a big wrestling fan, too. Oh. Years ago, I when I was still trying to get into like journalism and writing, I covered the Eated Christmas show and when it was at a bowling alley in North Tonawanda. Get the fuck out. And yeah, and I got the I said I got they had to set up an interview with 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 Rat Boy for that, and we were talking. He was talking about how he went to, um, like Raw the, that week, and um, his favorite wrestlers like Ric Flair and stuff. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, uh, we're done now with this episode. I guess we could probably sit here for another hour and a half talking about. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't. I don't get to talk wrestling a lot, so this was a lot of fun. I, I think I picked the absolute two perfect guests for this. Uh, Johnny, thanks for hopping on. Dave, thanks for coming on for your first time. Yeah, thank uh, you very much. Let me see if I can do this like Matt does so well. Um, check out Johnny's stuff. Johnny has so many great things going on here at the network, BICBP-radio.com. 
Uh, you can see him on the panel discussion. You can see him on Retro Blist. Retro Pop still happening. Yes, yes, and yeah, yeah. Nostalgia Funhouse. Every, and, oh, and you're forgetting the one. Oh, the Retroactive uh, Sports Podcast. And oh no, one more because you're a part of it. The, the airing of grievances. There you go. Yeah, our Star Wars podcast. Don't forget it. Oh, that's so hard. That's a lot. You need it to is. be prepared, Jim. You're telling me. I'm just going to just not do it anymore and just to see if I'm missed. Uh, <laughs> then we need to hang his jersey in the rafters. We will. <laughs> Townsend going up. Uh, the Patreon that we mentioned earlier. There's a Retro Bliss Patreon if you want to support uh, me. Uh, that's a great way to do it. And a Nostalgia Funhouse Patreon, too. Help me, help me and help me and Andrew afford uh, the ghost of Mr. Chicken. <laughs> Hopefully by Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> God willing. And uh, check out Dave Jarka with me and Alex on the Odyssey. <laughs> and uh, we'll be dropping a new episode really soon. We'll be recording that next week. So uh, check that out. And then uh, until the meantime, you all know what to do. Enjoy those beers. Thank mm-hmm. you.